Welcome to the Paper Dungeon Podcast. In today's episode, managing to make their way to the plain of Yisgard, the party begins to search for one of the six sacrifices named Okaro in order to warn of the return of Clovar, along with trading information about their plans and how to defeat the enemy. All this and more in today's episode of the Paper Dungeon. And we are back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Paper Dungeon. Uh, this is us yeah, from yeah. the past. Uh, I am working today, as in Monday. So we okay. I said that in the wrong way. The day that you're watching Wait. this, Monday, I will yeah. be working at the time that you're watching this. So we're pre-recording the episode so that you guys can still enjoy an episode, even though I got scheduled to work. It's not a to regular clear, thing. It's a once a year we, thing. To but, be clear, we're recording on a Sunday evening. The yes, day before, today, the day that the we're day recording we will be streaming is Sunday. Could, and let it be known, it could be any Sunday. Don't tell them what Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely it's not. Sunday, <coughs> we we recorded this of this Sunday. We recorded this six weeks ago. June. Yeah, this was like a year ago that we recorded this. Yeah. So this episode is sense. just we. This was this was the episode that we predicted what yeah. episode twenty eight would be like. So if things don't match up, that's why. You know, it is what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm skeptical. before we get started with today's episode, just to, uh, just to make sure we clarified, this is a pre-recorded episode. I don't know if we ever actually said that, but this is a pre-recorded episode. We recorded. The, I feel like we described it in vivid detail. Vivid detail. Wait, this is pre-recorded. Oh, right. I the thought day we were live. The day we Wait, yeah, no, we're live. No, 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 we're talking about, no. Guys, are we talking about the tiny uninhabited islands? The 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 Eradora or whatever. I Grace, wanted to Grace not pick it up on my bit, but it's fine. Dora, Dora, but the echo. We do have a few quick Thank announcements you. to get through before we get started with tonight's episode. Starting with the lovely man in green, Kermit the Frog. That's me. Grant four. <laughs> Wait. I'm Kermit the Frog. You're wearing, Thank you're you wearing, for noticing you're, my designer hoodie. It's from Teddy Fresh. Um, it's great green color. You know what else is green? Greedy people. You know what greedy people don't do? Listen to podcasts and YouTube. If you don't want to be greedy and green, then you can listen to podcasts and YouTube to enhance your brilliance. And that's exactly what you're doing when you're listening and watching to the Paper Dungeon. So thank like you for Grant, watching and listening. Grant, I have a question. But there's a little asterisk at the bottom of the of the ad that's like, yeah. oh, this is legit medical advice. Well, I was going to say, isn't it financial a, advice. Isn't We're it not a financial good advisors. idea to be, be green? Oh, Because that means yeah. like you're really good at recycling and like taking care of like the well, planet. That's true, Look, but green is also the color of green. Responsible is... for like ninety percent of the emissions. What, right? Why is why is green the color of greed? Is it just because it's the color money. of money? Money, money. That is bro. such and an American America, thing. America, that's only an American thing. We are the greediest country. I will raise you a better question. Why is Mr. Krabs red? Because, because he's, he's a freaking crab. He's a crab. No, no, no. Lop, uh, crabs and lobsters are only turned red once they're boiled. Thank because you for he's watching a and listening. Crab, dog. If you would like to see us live sometime, we're live Monday <laughs> evenings. Um, so on Twitch, so please show up. Uh, and also follow us on Twitch, it helps a lot. Um, and yeah, if you got Amazon Prime, you get a free subscription that helps us out. If you so, come uh, in when we're live, you can also be a part of this discussion as to why Mr. Krabs is red. Yeah, you. And why I the mean, secret, not now because this is pre-recorded. Secret ingredient to Krabby Patties is, is crab. crab. Absolutely, absolutely. That is not true. It, it is true. What is in the kelp smoothie? 
Wait, what? Why is there Help. only one crab? I don't. I, That's because you named Mrs. the crab? food after the after what it is contained within. Every item on the on the Krusty Krab menu is named after the the main ingredient. So the Krabby Patty. Wait, my eyes are watering. This is freaking me out, man. What, what, happen, <laughs> well, what, like, happened, to, what happened to... Drew, would you go ahead and give us your announcement? What happened to Mr. Hi, guys. Partner, uh, thank you so much for being here uh, on Twitch, like Grant mentioned. Uh, we are also other places. Uh, you can check out uh, some of our previous... Well, okay, Aaron. Look, there. We like, exist also there. on Twitter. We exist. <laughs> Also, we're not active. <laughs> on, we on Instagram, not really Facebook. Really, don't go to Facebook. Um, TikTok, we are we are on TikTok. You know, we got we have quite a few quite a few things. They're they're a little old, but hey, they're still really entertaining. And I'm um, trying my hardest out there. And also, uh, if you want to support us, uh, aside from just sharing us with your friends, you can uh, give gift sub subscriptions. You can donate at uh, on Streamlabs. Or you could also donate on uh, on Ko-Fi or on Patreon. On Patreon, Patreon, there are cool one-shots and mini mini series and other stuff that you can check out. Uh, yeah, I think that's all. Thank I think you that's very much. That's Drew, why I think I was from. Yeah, that you crushed it, and certainly not least, but he is currently last. Aaron Clubrad. Hello, fellow scholars. And and Hello. members of of I don't know what's going lovers on. of fine art yes that's the ones and the lovers um, in general yes <laughs> uh, we have a website www.thepaperdungeon.com on which we have a merch store which is another way that you can support us by buying merch that has like our logo on it and other cool stuff um, we also have did you already go over Discord because I think I normally go over Discord I I know we have Discord. a Discord. I just want everyone to know that. It's very important that you know that because I care about it. So go there. And especially if you're a subscriber, because sometimes we post cool stuff for subscribers. Sometimes it's little tidbits of Patreon. Sometimes it's stuff that we haven't posted yet, but I have plans to post. Like the many other plans that I have, like making TikToks. That's good stuff. Speaking, That's it. Hey, speaking of the Discord. Interesting way to um, put it. Uh, something, I'm just going to say this. I meant to say this maybe sooner. Uh, we should like we should update the the bingo card. Yes, update the bingo card. It's let me tell you on my list of things for the paper dungeon that I have said that I will do and need to do. Bingo is like seventeenth. Also, yeah, comment below what kind of sound bites you'd like to see on, on my soundboard. Thank you. All right. With all of that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and get started with tonight's episode of. The Paper Dungeon Drew. Oh, oh the clip, would you? Yeah. Welcome to Nico Muris, a world of lost legend and forgotten lore. As the world, still recovering from the decimation of the trial, approaches the turn of the century, ancient evil returns with a lust for darkness and ruin. Follow us into a planar conspiracy as powers beyond your imagination plot the downfall of all that is right and good. Three years have passed since our heroes fought a war to reclaim a fallen land. Now, they must once again take up arms and write a new story, a tale of glory, fear, and fortune, as they make their way through the Paper Dungeon. 
Phones I want to get. Grant, we're and in. we're back. So, we're in right hi, now, Grant. Man. How's it going over there, buddy? Good. <laughs> Thank you for not paying attention to my countdown, Grant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We, uh, <clears throat> we are back. So, in our most recent episodes, also, before we get started, I, I realized I forgot. We should apologize. Life's been heckin' crazy, man. Specifically, heckin mostly crazy. on my end. Heckin' crazy. And so we do apologize that the streams have been rather inconsistent. That is not our goal. We do want to be streaming every Monday. It's just been very, very difficult. That's why we're pre-recording, so at least there's something for you guys. So we're out here, we're trying. We're sorry. For those of you who, uh, like ourselves, are like, wait, what happened last episode? What happened? What's been going on? Where are we at? I'm going to let you know. Perfectly. Aaron's a freaking vault. Like a, Aaron should like a honestly trap, like a device. Two, for campaign two, Aaron's gonna be in charge of the recaps. I've only slept an hour in the past seventeen days. I remember every second, oh, everything. Gosh. But over the last several episodes, the party has uh, they began by agreeing to help Clovar uh, in a way that allowed them to escape his immediate wrath and buy them a little bit of time. Having done this, they proceeded to immediately not go with that plan and to ditch that entirely as it was only uh, a means to an end and uh, not really something they were actually planning on doing. Which point when they returned from this agreement with Clovar, they immediately begun to hide the parts of the rod that they had gathered over the last several years. Um, they, uh, Among that journey, uh, Edward returned to uh, Athala to... Uh, hide uh, a rock for us with the orcs. He got a little sidetracked by a pretty girl, a little, little redhead by the name of Sam, who they finally expressed their feelings for each other after the months that had gone by. And that resulted in a impromptu marriage, uh, knowing that uh, Edward might not ever come back from the different missions that he's on. Uh, his fiance decided that she didn't want to wait uh, until after everything was settled. She wanted to make sure that she was married to the man that she loved before he potentially died, unfortunately. Um, and so and that's that's the reasoning for it. She was like, yo, you might go die. Like, I want to actually marry you. I don't want to just say that we're going to get married. Like, I want to marry you. Did you sign a prenup? Uh, I have life insurance. <laughs> they did get a big life insurance uh, policy. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Do you think that's why? Dog, she's going to inherit the entire end fellow's wealth. All of it. All of it. And probably she's just got it all. Be, no, I mean, no, that well, already he's in charge of Anthala. I was going to say she's going to be super rich. I was going to well, say, it, in theory, wouldn't she already be super rich because she's in charge of Anthala? Well, no, no, no. Point. Like, just be in a, tr in a, a, as it should be, a true elected official should probably not be paid super well. I would argue. I think I'm it should be a sacrificial saying, position. The but, moment Edward dies, she gets access to like an Audronite mining company. So it's true. It's a pretty, a pretty beefy industry. Not gonna lie. And your state, your mom's kicked okay. out for sure. How about? I mean, what if I, they're just like? What if they just like each other? What? This is not the proper era for marriage out of love. Marriage is a business decision for wealth. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Nonetheless, well, after myth. this Edward, solid business was made, you guys then went on with your plan. The next step of it was to warn or to begin to warn uh, the sacrifices needed to resurrect the six truths. 
one of those sacrifices being Miriam Azima, the sorceress that you met in the in-between at the very start of the second arc of this or the second half of this campaign. Part of that also was beneficial to you. By going to the in-between, you also happened to be going to the dimension that Valashataran uh, resided on, otherwise known as the Soul Stealer. He was the one who had stolen Talanashta's soul from the gods of death and that you guys were had kind of a bone to pick with. And you're like, yo, that's not cool, man. I want that soul. Also, not really cool that you're like stealing souls in general. So you went to the in-between. You warned Miriam Azima. You informed her of the plan. And then you went to go kick some booty at the Soul Citadel. It's on the other side of the plane. You were led to it. Uh, and when you got to the Soul Citadel, you realized that it's this eerie, gross, very creepy place to reside at. There are two aspects of it. There's the actual castle itself. And then there was the solarium, which is this massive cylindrical building, kind of like a, a massive old school mail room, if you would. Um, or you like carrier pigeon. Into, it makes me think of like the, the two, the big towers with carrier pigeons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but you, the pigeons are dead and they're souls. Yes. You busted into the solarium, specifically Aventhe busted into the solarium and proceeded to just cause havoc, just destroying everything he could. But eventually you did find Talanash the soul and you guys were able to get Aventhe out through some creative uses of the resurrection spells and through the creative use of um, the... Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Cheating. Yes, they're cheating of, I believe it was the clone spell, right? Not, uh, yeah, rules are made up. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. After you got Mana. that... Mana. that's right. I, man. I, man! Yeah. Uh, you guys were able to retrieve Talanash to soul, and you didn't have to go through the ritual that uh, Clovar had to be brought back through uh, due to cheating, basically. Um, after you returned... From the Soul Citadel, you actually didn't even have to fight the uh, the Soul Sealer. We tried. I tried so well, hard. He was a wimp. He yeah, exactly. They down. were scared. That's right. I had a yeah, doubt right. in my mind. <laughs> I called them out, and they were like, "Oh, sorry, I got a dinner date that night." <laughs> my girl Miriam is uh, is waiting for me. Yeah. Oh, oh. Absolutely. Uh, you then returned home. You begun to make plans. Uh, for your next steps, specifically to go meet up with Marcus Steele, the next sacrifice that you're going to try to warn. Uh, he is currently aboard a, uh, a astral uh, astral hunting ship. I was going to say an astral dreadnought. That's what they hunt, the astral hunting ships, uh, known as the Mistrunner. So you went to the city of Sigil. You tried to figure out when the ship was going to be in port, and you realized that that's going to be in like two weeks. So having a little bit of time to kill, you decide that you're going to hop over to Yisgard to meet up with Okaro Orkaso, a, uh, a Vesht who uh, is one of the sacrifices who resides on the gladiatorial plane uh, and has made a name for himself as a gladiator since he really can't die. Um, oh, I have a question. Yes. About the gladiatorial plane. Yisgard, yes. This is a plane that's like only about gladiators? So you know how in Norse culture, like the epitome of what you go to after into the afterlife is a big battlefield. Yeah, it's like in, in the mythology, that's the 
that's the end that's like yeah. the afterlife so that's, that's the, the inspiration for Yisgard. yeah, yeah okay. you like drink a whole bunch and then you get to fight more yeah exactly and, and eventually and eventually I mean, all the warriors in valhalla would return to the mortal plane at the end of the world and like okay, fight, so fight more yeah and to be clear is this an afterlife dm uh well the outer planes are where souls go after they die typically um so sometimes so okay. sometimes kind of it's kind of complicated in D and it's kind of whatever you I want to rack is here i'll track just like what's matter? up guys just like mowing down, just the mowing down, down if track was here though bro that'd be great <clears throat> frantically types in notes he's <laughs> <laughs> like crap that's a great idea that's a really good idea oh my gosh uh <laughs> We are gonna pick secretly. Track is the champion, actually. Track <laughs> is Okara. Like the, like Smart Hulk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep I keep it So we are gonna pick up with you guys where you left off. You managed to make it to the plane of Yisgard. It is this massive uh, plane of these floating islands that each one is its own battlefield and different uh, eras and timelines and all this different stuff. And you're able to make these massive leaps from one battlefield to another you guys begun to make your way across the plane being led um someone led you i can't actually yeah, remember didn't have I, a name i don't yeah like, i was gonna say i don't think he, I know where he is yeah i think it's just a guy he's just um, he's, the, the, he's the little league stellar. soccer coach on the side who were like hey yeah, that's right. what is that's this right. place Definitely absolutely john probably and you have been brought to this massive coliseum it's made of uh, this blackish gray stone, uh, almost like um, like a basalt of sorts. Um, and while you can't actually see inside of it because you're on the outside, you see the intricate artwork that is carved into it, uh, massive depictions of uh, of warriors that are in like the process of like killing other warriors so you have like one where like the guy's lying on the ground with a spear sticking out of his chest and someone's like driving it in. Mm. Very graphic depictions of death and destruction are carved very intricately and detailed into uh, the the outer walls of this Colosseum. You have the classic arches of very Greek and Roman, uh, um, I was gonna say archeology, span that's not right. Um, architecture. architecture. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and you can hear the roar of the crowd coming from this Colosseum. Is there like organ playing? Any music? Uh, you can hear. Yeah, there's like a there's like um, different uh, horns that are being played. Okay, cool. Like, not so like a, probably someone's like probably different. playing with someone else's organs. Uh, that's possible. <laughs> I mean, because it sounds like they're good at they're good at they're good at crowd work. You know, like you're walking up, you're already before you're even in the building. You know, you're seeing murals of death happening. Really gets you excited about the event. You know. Yeah, so absolutely. I'd imagine they as, probably have music. As you can see, there are little dog. flags hanging on. Yeah, as we're as we're walking yeah. in, Cather just turns to the others and is like, "This is a horrible place." Kimora's kind of like, "This is pretty cool." I'm I mean, it's lie. also it's also really cool, but like, these are really graphic images. I mean, it's not like we're we're bringing children by. We're grown adults also, here. Like, well, we're that's, that actually that actually is that, that is actually fair. That's a fair like, point, actually. Isgard yeah. has an this. R rating, and if you choose to ignore it, that's your own fault. It's kind of just a warning of what to expect, I guess. Yeah, it's right? really it's really a public service. 
that you know actually it's, you know like, you guys both like bring up great points I, I i redact my statement also you're like a renowned hero and and colonel in general like i'm a colonel i thought i was a captain what <laughs> i actually don't know what Cather's official rank well, is i don't know what you are either but uh, in my in my head Cather was always kind of an official member of the military, but kind of unofficial, like... You were never an official member of the military. You were more of a strategic advisor. Yeah, was, yeah. He's like he's what, like a mercenary. Was he, advising? Was, he, was he advising ground troops or, like, the Navy? Because that changes things. It he was, was definitely a ground troop. Yeah, guy, definitely ground troops. Which I assume that the Elvish Navy is just a bunch of surfboards. Surfing is very popular. So, so Aaron, Aaron, you know, you know the 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 flying surfboard dudes that you had in, in your old world. Yes, it's I just did. that. It's just all yeah. that. Absolutely, Except just, just windsurfers on water. Can you I imagine it? Like it's a windsurfer, but it just has like a massive like like sword. Yeah, oh yeah, the front of the, well, of the yeah, board. Those, and you're just, I like, mean, going to like swing your legs around, and stab people. Yeah, I mean, th those are the f that that that's the first rank of of the navy before the ships and uh, get there. You know, you yeah. have you have it, the kamikaze surfboarders. Is, is this the cavalry of the navy? Well, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. We aren't we aren't going to progress with the story. We got to math this out. All right, <laughs> so you got you got a like a two person kind of windsurfing board yeah, yeah. where one person is standing. And like guiding it, and then there's another person who's like kneeling behind with one of those crank Gatling guns, like between <laughs> <the> person's legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, and actually, and honestly, I think it's actually it's actually almost like two surfboards connected together because one surfboard breaks off and ejects and is, is shot out like oh, a yeah. missile. It is a kamikaze yeah. surfboard, okay. and so I and so admit. so then they can retreat on the second it's surfboard. It's not propelled by anything other than people kicking their feet behind it, though. <laughs> there are definitely uh, there's definitely like communities of moon elves that live along the coast that totally use these for like hardcore fishing. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah there's a like, whole use kamikaze surfboard. Yeah, see, sea, sea monster it's hunting a, like a is totally a thing that happens. See, like, it's there's funny a whole that you took it that way because I definitely took it like a hippie, like anti war type oh. thing. Where, like, we're gonna use these <laughs> both. kamikaze surfboards <laughs> oh, and we're gonna yeah, like no. paint, you know, make love, not war, man, on the side of them. I thought like Americans fishing in their pond with guns kind of thing. <laughs> this Wait, dynamite. Sh 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 you're gonna scare the fish. Are you ready? <laughs> there he is. There Absolutely. he is, Joe. Uh, you should just have like parts of fish flying up around you. You got, you got one guy with a net trying to catch it like butterflies. Look, uh, like, I don't want. Filleted. I don't. I don't want to seem like I've done this before. Oh, we're back anything, to roleplay. But, but fencing is rather intense. It gets pretty intense and. You know, it's it's not the same. Very rarely do people ever, you know, decease. But I think I can handle it. I I've seen you, you strike some mighty blows in your in your competitions. I think that you'd do just fantastic. It is a little unsettling though that folks are dying for entertainment. That seems I think that unethical. I'm just, I'm going to say it. I think that if you, and like, yes, Cather, you may be the rough and tumble soldier, warrior, general, so god among men. And strong and... I think that, I think that if, if Edward goes in there, he brings some class to the competition. Oh, well, 100%. I mean, 
I well, I wasn't volunteering. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a mind like Edward for for the theatrics of it all. Yeah, okay. yeah. As a, I, I, I think of it as, as a performance. I mean, that's that is. Are you not is. entertained? Wait, do they? Okay, I. The people it's like theatrics, for I your suppose. Name. Also, I am quite also, good yeah, at quick question. Crowd. The entrance that we're walking through. Is uh -huh. this like an entrance to enter the Coliseum? It's like, well, yeah, like the battle clear. arena or like the sta the stands? <laughs> yeah. enter, you guys are not in entrance. We're yeah. just talking no. and then... Yeah. <clears throat> there are many, many entrances to this building. Okay. Most of them will lead to like the stands. You know, you'd walk in, there's the general... It's kind of like a baseball field, you know, like when you walk into a baseball field and you like can like circle the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like stands and there's food and all that type of stuff. And then you actually like go into your... You have to like go further in, like into an inner ring to get to your seats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. There's also a whole subterranean level that's where actually like the, competi the uh, competitions and the competitors will actually reside and stuff like that. That's right. where they get like, you know, yeah, raised up yeah, on platforms. Yeah, they get raised up. Uh -huh. So as long as so we're to not to get down there, I you guys would have fine. to actively try to get down there. Okay. Otherwise, if you're not paying attention, you're just going to uh, kind of end up amongst the swallow of the crowd. Okay, great. Okay, I know they're overpriced, but I I want to get Dippin' Dots. You got to get Dippin' Dots at a baseball game. I, I agree. I, I gladiator. You have to get Dippin' Dots. I do think, so here's the thing, right? How else are we going to get in contact with this person? How, how, what are dipping dots? The you dots that you did. the best thing on this side of the Mississippi. Cather, we're about to blow your mind. Is this, is I this, is this an Aquilaron thing? But it's frozen. Cather, sometimes like, I forget how little joy you have in your life. It's like caviar, but it's not icky and it's frozen. Abinthi, that, I don't know how to take that given your life experience. That's fair. I just, hold, I just pat him on the shoulder and just, just kind of jostle it. It's okay. We'll, we'll get you. All right. We'll anyway, so Tabithy's point: we're trying to find this tra that, trying to find this guy who's supposedly a gladiator. I say um, we enter as gladiators. I don't know. I, no. I don't know how we how we talk to him. I mean, I guess I don't know. Is there like we're a ringmaster? We might be able. We might be able to ringmaster. He says. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's somebody we could talk to in order to try and gain an audience. But he, but he's bound to be the, like the most famous gladiator here. There's right. no way that we're like. How many people are going to want an audience with the most famous gladiator? Easiest way to get an audience with the famous gladiator is to fight the famous gladiator. Well, but, okay. but the problem is we can't. We can't we try. We can't fight the famous gladiator. Like, there's nothing we could do to him. Oh like, no. We well, we don't want to kill him, but we can just you know do some do some uh, some. Fancy sword fighting and uh -huh. in, the, in, in the midst of the bout. Be and, like, hey, and then what? Stab, 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 stab. By the way, Clovar's record resurrected. Oh God, my spleen. Stab, stab, stab. So, okay, but. Oh, God, my spleen. But, but, okay, I don't know how this particular Coliseum works, but assuming that it's like most of them where it's a death match, if we enter and have to fight him, a man who we cannot defeat. Well, we just teleport out. Well, we just turn tail and run. Point. We're not glad. Why don't we just start? Why don't we just start with trying to talk yeah. to the fellow? Kimor goes up go to, to their barracks. Places a hand on your shoulder. The key is we're gonna cheat. Easy. Right. We could just start by going down to their barracks and see if we can talk I, to the well, fellow. Well, I yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try that. Let's see. Let's see if we can talk to somebody there. 
Tell me we have to register as gladiators to gain entrance to the barracks. Come on, please. <laughs> you uh, you begin. If there's a god. <laughs> you enter into the Coliseum uh, and find yourself amongst the swell of the crowd. There's the seats in front of you. You got all the vendors all around you. You got guys selling kebabs. You got selling meat and drink. You guys, you have hot people kicks. selling Get like, your small, hot kicks. Uh, like thin uh, fake shields to children uh, and all this type of stuff. Um, yes, there are children here that just watch the games. It is what it is. Um, I mean, to be fair, in like in like Roman culture, like the Colosseum was like a normal thing. So like, it was a, long, it's a night at the movies, man. I don't know as if they, as, have, know as they, they have a parental there. guardian with them. They signed a waiver. In, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. They signed a consent. They brought out their quill and their parchment. That's right. But you guys, we don't have kids with us. I want to be clear. Uh, we brought little you. you know, Mary is tucked in somewhere amongst you guys. I'm yeah. sure. Honestly, yeah, I'd Ginger, be proud. Probably. <laughs> Mary's probably already fighting. Mary is Mary's the second place gladiator right yeah. now. That's right. That's right. She's like, um, I haven't figured out how to kill someone who can't die, but I'm I'm about to. <laughs> little do we know, Mary is the way that he dies. Yeah. Yes. You have to kill Mary to kill. There's Car- an age limit. You have to be under this age in order to kill. Oh, that's even better. That's yeah. way better. Yeah. What? You guys begin to make your way down. You start looking around to try and figure out like, where's the, how do we like get to different places? Because obviously you're not just going to be able to walk down into the barracks of these places. Right. That's not how this. That's not how this the star says that we're here, but the gift shop should be there if that's the case. And that's a hot dog stand. So. <laughs> Does wait is the star where we Everything are? Everything looks the same, go? and it's a circle. It's impossible to know where we are. It's not a star. Wait, they've. And you realize another... it's just a smudge on the map. Oh, there's a there's a six point star up there. I think that. Mm. Okay, but where are the dipping dots? DM, well, do we make it to our map. to our desired location? <laughs> I will have you roll. Either a perception survival. or isolation check. <laughs> Sur- survival check. Survival is also not a bad idea too. But I will have you roll either a perception or investigation. I think all of us should roll because there's no way that we end up staying together this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get separated. Absolutely. Yeah. Dm, I would like to roll an athletics check to push past the crowd. I'm, I'm joking. Uh. Uh. For survival, <laughs> I, 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 I'll be curious to know if, I, like, on the Five. recording, if they'll see the calculation in my head of like, should I allow this or not? I'm totally, I'm totally joking. About I know that, you're joking. I know you're joking. But the, I'm scarred, Drew. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my Five. fault. I apologize. But you get I'm a careful human being. Okay. I'm Cinco. Five. Cinco. Grant, what'd you get? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I pulled it up just in time. Ten. Ten? Okay. Uh, Wait, is this survival? No, this is a perception or investigation. Fourteen? Thirteen. Thirteen? In that case, eleven. We're doing real good here, boys. Um, Where's our cleric? If it is is, uh, not survival, then it is an eight. My my passive perception is 17. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you notice everybody around you, Drew. You're nice. Like, hey, hey, you know for person, a I, 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 put, I, I, put, uh, I put a hand on Kimo's shoulder and I was like, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people here. 
Have, wow, have he's so perceptive. Entrance to anywhere down. At which point you all look around and realize that none of you have actually really been even looking. You've been so in awe, so distracted by the number of people here, the hot dog stands, the dipping Dots, something called a, a, a Shakarulo. You have no clue. You've never even heard um, of it before. After, after God, I, I realized that we've literally just been standing in the same spot this whole time. It just You're not been... even standing in the same spot. You've been walking in circles. You've probably done two laps of the Coliseum. Nice. Not even realizing that you have I, I just, I just, I go to somebody who's, who's like, I don't know. I go to one of the vendors, I guess. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I walk up it's and your say, Get your shakaruro here. Uh, uh, th thank you. And I, I, give him like, I, I give him like two silver or something. Uh, oh, I want for you, sir. Not, no, no, no. Thank that's you. not enough. It's uh, at least two gold. Are no, he took me? my silver. Leave me alone, Grant. Okay. Uh, quick it's question for you, good sir. Oh, uh, how can I help you, sir? Shakaruto! <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. So we were <laughs> trying to find a way down towards the barracks. We we're hoping to, to talk to some of the gladiators. Ah, Want some favors, do ya? You gotta pay for that type of stuff. I give him I give him a platinum piece. Not to me, you gotta pay the ringmaster. There is a ringmaster. I was right! <laughs> this whole time. I hope that they Great. have lions. I still give him the platinum. Where is the where oh is the where, where is the ring where is the ring uh, master? He has this like satchel on him that's full of these uh -huh. Sakurudos, which is kinda like a funnel cake. Uh -huh. uh, is is how I'll describe it to you guys. Uh-huh. You hand him the platinum, and he just goes and like loops the whole satchel around your neck. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. All right, I am out of here. And then he quits his job. <laughs> I just bought that guy's freedom. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I take off the, the the. You said they're like funnel cakes. Yeah, it's called the Shakodrudo. It's yeah, it's like a funnel cake. Okay, I just I, I just find sure some like bench or stand, and I just it, I just, it's a word I made up, Grant. I just oh, okay. I, I just find like a bench or something and just like throw it on there and just uh, no, let... hold on. <laughs> yeah, everything came all like whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait, hold whoa. on. <laughs> Let's be clear. That, that was group funds. Technically, we paid for that. <laughs> As you turn around, Edward, his arms are full with like popcorn and cotton candy and soda, and he's easily spent over a hundred gold on this stuff. I mean, come oh on, gosh. the prices are so marked up. Right. I, I found like three Auntie M's, and I still haven't found a Dippin' Dots. Oh. I know they have great pretzels, he says as he's eating a pretzel, but there's no dipping dots. DM, I be after I, I just hand the funnel cakes to to Abinthi. Oh. And and uh and uh I begin to try and find the ringmaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I just dish them to I, I like just dish them to Kiyomura as we walk. Nice. Does that Kiyomura is just gold? like know. slurping these things up like Krispy Kreme donuts. You You've know, already just... used up your allowance, Edward. Is that a jersey? You never buy a jersey. Why do you? Why do you have a hat and a foam finger? Uh, I forgot I bought those. I, it's just all a part of the, the. They're all so nice, and they ask it, you if you want it, and I it, just. It's say a yes. regular old ball cap, but it has like uh, an embroidered like pop figure of Orcaro's face on it. Is that and a also, wagon now, flag now, too? Now, Why do you? We don't have a wagon. Also, now I'm uh, I'm selling knives now. I guess. <laughs> oh, they've got you in the pyramid scheme. No, no I just. 
<laughs> I just, I just like to imagine. I just grab Edward by the arm and pull him so fast, and like in like the cartoon, like he's just covered in stuff, and they just all like fall off of him as it he leaves away. a figure of Edward for a second before it all falls yeah, before it collapses. And then you see like a million people just like dive, just through rush through, like, through all the stuff. In this yeah. place, so many people are hungry, but they can rare. I mean, the stuff is too expensive. It's not like for there's common jobs. Persons. I mean, this is their job. Yeah. Yeah, they have to sell the food to be able to afford the food. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're looking for the ringmaster, I believe, right? Yes. So, as you kind of look around, you're like looking for who's in charge, what's going to be happening. You're kind of looking through the crowd, and you do see that there is like a box. You know, it's a, a sectioned off area in the in the seating where there are important officials. You also can see that there is. Um, a, a wooden pole with a stone on it covered in arcane sigils uh, that you'll watch as this large, very plump man uh, dressed very um, extravagantly. He's got a big old poof around his neck, massive bushy curly beard, uh, a little like a wreath around like golden wreath around the top of his head uh, and pointed ears. For the first time, you're seeing a fat elf. Uh, Come up to the uh, come up to the stick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got our next matchup coming up. The masterful Okaro versus his opponents, some unnamed gladiator who wished to challenge from the crowd. It was me. <laughs> ooh, ooh! I raised my hand. <laughs> the uh, across the crowd and he like sticks out his arm and he it was actually it was just me handing up a, a funnel cake to Kiyomura <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I feel it's coming the next In opponent the you sir you yes yes you what did I win <laughs> you won a challenge against Okoro yes wait the crowd erupts, at which point, out of nowhere, these two massive hulking Goliaths, we're talking like 500 pound Goliaths, just absolutely wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, Ab Ab it's all going exactly to plan. <laughs> they go Abinthe. On either side of you, Abinthe, and they just grab you and like lift you up by the shoulders. Yeah, I, I don't resist, but I do move my feet like I am walking. <laughs> Um, the rest of you, you're just kind of like, what the freak just happened? Go, Abinthe! Okay, before we go on, I have, a, I have a serious question. Why the heck is the ringmaster in a square room? He's uh, in a box. The ringmaster refers to how many rings he has. I have the most amount of rings out of the four of us, so I am the ringmaster. Master of rings, just like Frodo. And Charon. Yeah, and Gollum, kind of. And, 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 Bill Bill and maybe Sam, and yeah. like seven dwarves, so, and Gandalf, so many people, and like nine men. Is he perhaps the CEO of like a phone company or something? You <laughs> lost me. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. The crowd Continue. erupts into cheers as Abinthe, you were led down, and you were led into the catacombs. There is an intermission match as you're prepared. Uh, for the rest of you, what would you guys like to do? Uh, uh, I, 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 mean, I guess we better get a good. Uh, should we do? Do we need to do something? Should we go help? Like, like I don't well, know. I don't know if we're allowed to fight with Abinthe or not. 
I feel. I can't Look, if we get up close enough, we can at least help him out, maybe, with some magic. I mean, so that... like, up close and... I, mean, I, really I don't know. Like, I don't... up close and personal seats? I don't know if Aventhe needs our help, if I'm being honest. Well, He's had this crazy look in his close. eyes, ever, ever, like, ever since a couple days ago. Like, I, I'll be honest, I suspect he's actually done this before, the way he's talking about it, but I'll ask him about it later. Definitely not the first time that Aventhe has fought on Yuzgard. It's my first okay. time in this arena. I I just uh I just I just go I just start fight I just start well, making my way down the seat like the, the in the stadium and yeah Edward I, holds I, your hand. I hold I hold Edward's hand mm -hmm. and I hold Kiyomura's I, hand yeah. and we all walk down towards the towards the front of the seating area that we can have perfect seats. Okay. Yeah. You guys are able to get front row seats. You it's walk so up nice. and there's like a couple of guys there they're like what do you want and you're just like Flex at them, and they're like, "Sorry, man, sorry." Ooh, ooh. And get it's you your the seat. splash zone, baby. Except yeah, I was gonna say more. it's it's like a there is like a strangely empty spot for you guys to sit, and it's just outlined in red. <laughs> well, also, yeah, yeah not only that, well, but see, that's the first like, spot we go to, and Kath was like, "Nah, I ain't doing that." No, 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 I'm like not getting spheres and tridents and things like I do that enough as is. through chairs that have not been removed. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. There are, There's what? definitely somebody's arm that's severed and like stuck to one of the things. Ooh. I uh, when we sit Ooh. down, I make sure that Edward is on my left and Kimor is on my right, and I just have my shield out, just like just resting. That way, I just at any <laughs> just moment I can front. just I can just lean over and 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 help him Edward, out. Edward is holding onto your arm like a. Like a scared date. Movie <laughs> Watching a horror movie. Yeah. Very nice. Abinthe. Yeah. We're led down into the catacombs. Yeah. There are lots of workers down here. You have uh, all the behind the scenes stuff for all the vendors, for all the crowd control. You have all the security. And then you also have, obviously, all of the gladiators, uh, the people that are in charge of them, the people that outfit them with swords and weapons and all this stuff like that. Um, Excuse me. You are taken into a, a small room where you have all of your stuff stripped off of you. Um, what you handed you you get you get your left in your in your in your undergarments. Not and you're handed a short sword. Oh, well, this seems unfortunate. I will say, I will allow for your uh, your spell book, your your tapestry to. Yeah kind of follow you like the magic carpet in Aladdin. That's chill. Uh, <laughs> that way you have access to or it. Or you could just shove okay. it into your underwear. Yeah, well, I mean, it does have like a like a rope that like I could strap around myself. I say, um, actually, um, that's very precious to me. If I'm going to die, I'd prefer it be on my body. Uh, fair enough. And they just hand it to it's you. Just, it's just fabric. It's just a tapestry, right? Exactly. It's just a tapestry. Yeah. Yeah, I also absolutely. know. I also know for certain that Abathy keeps his spell components in his underwear. I don't yes. know why. He has like a he, utility he belt that's like strapped into his skivvies with him. Well, yeah, never look. He's like a baby bag. There is hey. never a point in time where Abathy isn't strapped. Hey, D DM. This is this is <laughs> this is totally unrelated to to the the joke that Aaron just made. Um, I hope so, please. But I just now thought of it. Are are there any fae in the audience? Like big fae, like arc fae? Nah, I mean, 
sure, but I most I I don't expect any Arkfey to be here. Um, you notice that there's a few like Eladrin kind of strewn about the crowd. Okay, the, that's the mostly only, it. The only reason I ask is because Ka- Drew and now Cather is having flashbacks to when he had to fight in his own Coliseum for a bunch of Fey. <laughs> um, I have a question. I'll make a perception check while Aaron answers asks this question. Uh, technically, in order to cast spells that aren't cantrips, I also need an arcane focus. Well, you but you have components. Typically, you you either need an arcane focus or components. Do I have like components? Am I allowed to take my? You said that you had all your components strapped into your belt. You said. yeah, I, I mean, I keep that thing on me. I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Do you? What do you typically use for your arcane focus? Well, normally it's my it's my walking stick. His sword. Yeah. Um. I I'll say that you have everything that you need to cast everything I need, whatever form that you'd okay, like. Okay, sick. I don't need don't have armor. No defensive cloak. I'll be nope. back for that later. Nope. Um, yeah, basically they take your backpack and your shift weave. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I actually say. Um, could I put that in my own chest? I, sure. You're not going to live long enough to see it, but sure. That's totally fine. Uh, I'm going to cast the spell that Wait. summons a little chest. Wait. How is Abinthi going to leave if hmm? we're not with him? Oh, he's ditching you guys again. This is the second time. Remember Pandemonium? That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, it'll be fine. I'll be back. I'll be back. Just don't worry about we'll it. Just, don't worry we'll about just, it. We just need a code word, and Catherine will just teleport the three of them from the audience into the Coliseum next to Abathy, and then they'll do the plane shift out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's definitely what will happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll keep my. I'm strapped to the nines. Uh, to the ready, nine. ready to go. All right. For those of you in the crowd, the uh, the ringmaster comes back up to his mic. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. And he spreads out his arm and a hush falls over the crowd. Before you hear, Bokaro, 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 And the whole Coliseum erupts into chants as Okaro Okaso, the last truly living Vest, rises out of a platform in the center of the Colosseum. You see a uh, a massive gray gray toned uh, Vest, the only the second Vest that you've ever seen in your life with your own eyes. He has long white hair matted from blood. Gore, sand, sweat, some of it's in braids, some of it's just permanently stained different colors. You can see that he has tattoos from his neck covering the rest of his body. He's currently in traditional gladiator wear, which is basically his skivvies and some like shin guards, along with his shield and his sword. And just shredded. Just this massive boy. He raises his uh, his sword to the crowd, and they all erupt 
before uh, one of the like gladiator like ball boys, you know, like one of the, like the tennis ball boys, you know, they run. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like the guys yeah, that yeah, like grab. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I thought Aaron was like giving me a word. No, no, no. I was like, I'm, no, not, I'm right now. I'm this, this plotting a, my next 18 actions. <laughs> <laughs> they rush out and they uh, kneel before him and raise up a bottle of something. You assume Shot it's jug. alcoholic. Okaro smiles, he rips it out of the hands, and he chugs the whole thing before smashing on the ground to create a broken glass knife that he carries in his offhand. And the crowd erupts in cheers once again. You very quickly realize that this is like his signature thing. Like he downs a bottle of booze and then probably uses the broken glass bottle to kill, do the final blow for whatever this is. Edward, still clutching Cather's arm, leans in real close, mouth inches from Cather's ear, and says, "I think that's him. I think that's, uh, I think that's Okara." Yes, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that is, given the fact they cheered his name. It could be any old Okara. <laughs> it could uh, be anyway. Yeah, Edward just uh, looks back at the crowd. And now for his opponent, coming from nowhere. Looking to rise to glory. Yeah! Abenthi! Abenthi oh, up on the soul pestle. You guys are the only ones cheering. It's like cricket Ooh. level of silence. And then there's like a... Yeah. Ooh, you got them! Yeah! From got across it. the ring, along with you guys. Nice. Abenthi, you rise out of the depths. Blinded for just a moment by the sudden bright lights compared to the the underground. Uh, you're on like this dainty little wooden platform that's covered in sand. And you rise up into this open arena. About two inches of sand covering a stone floor. And you got about 15 foot walls surrounding you before it gets up into the crowd. Across from you, compared to you, is probably like the third biggest person you've ever seen in your life. And you, you spent a good amount of time with Goliath. And, uh, he's a massive man standing about 30 feet in front of you with just the most um, disinterested blood rage you've ever seen. He's seen it's, he is very clearly out to kill you, but he's so drunk that he could also kind of care less. Hmm. That could be problematic. That's good for Aaron. Better for Abenthi. Fort! Okaro rushes forward. I'm going to need you guys... I'm going to need you to take a... Uh, uh, initiative? Initiative roll. In my head, he does the whole thing where he, like, runs and then, like, jumps an impossible height and the sun is blocked out and, like, the battle is beginning. Yeah, he's like... Doo, 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 doo. Like the Hulk. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh huh. I want to yeah. be clear. This whole time, Edward will be like gasping and squealing. <gasps> and, like, yeah, no! yeah, the whole time. Probably to the point where Cather's a little annoyed. But... <laughs> He's like, "Get off me! Watch the show." <laughs> What'd you get out of it? Twenty-eight. <laughs> you way out. Yeah. You, what would you like to do, sir? It's your I turn. Think, so I think campaign two. I'm gonna miss Abathy's initiative. <laughs> right. Um. So. As as like he hears the thundering footsteps, uh, thundering footsteps. I love just that. Just absolutely, just just pounding towards him. He's actually going to turn 
uh, and look at Edward and mouth, <sighs> uh, eyes open, ears ready. And it's just gonna cut just just to Edward. Just perfectly. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And Edward goes, Edward goes, oh. Edward, Edward finally shuts up and <laughs> just like, like leans forward a little bit. It's just like completely focused. Yeah. Edward, Edward makes anime, anime noises in response. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You, what? As Edward has a whole no, dialogue happening in his head. All of the sounds around you kind of get like muted, almost like you're hearing them through liquid. And you, it, it's almost as though Okara's footsteps themselves seem to slow down as though he's pushing through a viscous <sighs> substance. And you hear uh, Abba hold out his hands and his voice is the only clear thing. And, and he says, with my feet planted firmly in the present, my hands grasp the past, my eyes foresee the future. All who gather here bear witness, see as I see. As he says that, um, the lights begin to almost grow more present. You start to see in the sky golden lines. Every person has silver threads flowing off of them, blowing in some unseen wind. The wind itself is made present all who gather here bear witness, see as I see, the fabric of time stretch taut, ripple, and fold. And Abanthi will cast Time Stop. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, Edward is considering... Maybe it's Aaron to be the most dramatic some... and awesome player ever. Yeah. Well, Edward, Edward is wondering <laughs> yeah. that maybe some of the food he bought off of the suspicious <laughs> vendors had substances in them that were not just food. And maybe he's experiencing something. <laughs> Edward thinks he's on a he trip. I, yeah, he is. Like, I, le- I lean down to Edward, wide-eyed, and like looking around. I say, Edward, I promise you are sober right now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna roll a d4 and then get uh, that many plus one turns in a row. All right. Uh, no time passes for other creatures other than me. Um, although I'm this. unable to affect creatures other than me. Uh, okay. Holy so I rolled a three on my D4, so I will have four turns. All right. Um, and does that include the current turn or four additional turns? Uh, it should I believe be... it's four additional, right? Yes. Okay. 1D4 F- turns oh, in a row. This is going to be nasty. So it's just, it's just I get I get four turns right now. Okay, uh, so on my first turn. Yes, on my first turn... I'm going to cast a delayed blast fireball. Oh no. I'm just gonna put that just just like I'm gonna nestle it just like between his legs. Oh just, no. just right there. Just uh, a, little, yeah, a, little, there it is. a little get bag for later. Yep. Um I don't believe I have any bonus actions that I super need to do. Okay. On turn two, Alright. Uh, I'm going to cast uh Abanthi will uh, reach into his component pouch and pull out a singular loop of thread and he will cat's cradle it until a cage appears and he will place it over and say, um, string waltz. Oh, where is it? I lost it. Oh, oh. Step five, hell cradle. And he will cast force cage on turn okay. two. Uh, on turn three, he will cast uh, Crown of Stars. Oh my gosh. Yep. And then turn five, 
uh, he is going to cast uh, Freezing Sphere, making an orb. And uh, then as his bonus action, he will say, Tepsicle Stringwalt, step 10, grand finale, wicked moon. Um, and that will uh, end the concentration on Delayed Blast Fireball, which has been going for three turns. Three turns. Uh, starting at 12d6, so 15d6 of damage. Uh, and that will end time stop. Okay. Please roll your damage. Yeah. Okay. Grant, we can't hear you. I know you're freaking Grant, out, but Grant, we, can't. We, can't, Grant, we can't hear you. So to the audience, though. To the audience? Time has passed. He just runs at him, and then all of a sudden there's like explosions and stuff, right? Yeah. To the audience, this is what they see. They, they watch as Okaro sprints at Mach 10 speed. And then all of a sudden they hear Abinthi clears wind, go give his spiel about how he seems time. And then Okaro just blows up. <laughs> That's so sick. And to clarify, he not only blows up, but he's also sur surrounded by a force cage. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things that are about to go down. Aaron's gonna explain it all in a second. As soon as he gets all of his damage he figured out. Pretty, he has a pretty crown of stars. Bro's going, going wow. That will Why be... Why is bro exploding? 63 fire damage. Nice. Um, gotta keep track of my things. Then that'll be that. That'll be that. And then that's where that is. If he's Great. caged, then at least he can talk to him. Um, True. Yes. Uh, so that's 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 just that. So uh, that'll that'll be the damage, and then I have uh, I have haste cast on me, uh, since that same terpsichore will trigger my uh, withheld spell. So okay, so break down everything that happens to Okaro. Is it just uh, the, the only main fireball? thing that happens is that he now has a force cage around him and the however much damage they said from the fireball. The yeah, the 63 damage was. Yeah. So just big explosion. There's a cage. Abanthi has stars uh, floating around his head. Uh, and currently uh, there are puppet strings attached to his limbs, allowing him to move faster. Okay. Oh, and uh, concealed in his left hand is a small ball of ice. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. To the crowd, Okaro blows up. And he should go flying if it weren't for the force cage that he just continues to bounce around in as he like bounces like a bouncy ball off the wall till eventually he's left on the ground. Just kind of breathing heavily. Completely unharmed though. Yep. Yeah. I see. Okaro, just the man I was hoping to speak to. <laughs> Are you sobered up? Important business at hand. Uh, who are you? Ah, a question many people have asked me and many people I have answered. But that doesn't really matter right now. What matters is someone Let's else. Let me out of here! What? Let's me out of here! No. As he's like banging on the force cage. Sorry, no, that just lasts. That's just there for an hour. I can't, I couldn't get rid of it if I, well, I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, uh, so, just wanted you to know, you are in danger. 
Um, you may not, not from me, um, but Clovar is back and is hunting down your group. Just wanted to let you know that this was the easiest way. Clovar. Yep, think it through. Yep, really breathe through the alcohol coursing through your blood. Deep breaths. Uh, he's dead. No, he, well, he's back. He was dead. He's not anymore. Very alive. So everything I did was for nothing. Yup. Dang, Abin. <laughs> I'd imagine the crowd is getting restless. Like, Yeah, the, crowd, the crowd's just real awkward right now. Just like, oh, well, this isn't very exciting. At which point, Okaro is just going to sit down and just, like, toss his stuff to the side of the cage. I say, hey, bud, that's all right. Most, let me tell you, I know what you're going through right now. Everything that you tried to do just doesn't matter, and things still suck. And it's just a bad time. But you know, you got to pick yourself up out of there. You got to find people who will help you, who will stand by your side. And let me tell you, we've got, a, we've got a group going on that is super on your side right now. You are by far the worst counselor I have ever heard in my life. I know. And I have lived for a very long time. The real <laughs> question is though, in that time, how many counselors have you actually seen? Because I think right now, if you had seen more, Two. you wouldn't be where you are right now. That's not enough. Gotta keep trying. You gotta keep going. Just, you gotta stick it out. Hey, hey DM. Hard to just open up to it. Me. Is it is hard? It's so hard, it hurts. What is happening? And for someone who can't get her to die, that's the one thing you can't stop. That's the pain that hits you deep inside, and that's okay. That's all right, let it out, buddy. I turn and I go, <laughs> I just, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, do we? I mean, obviously, I we see Apathy just walk up and talk to talk to the lady. Do we hear any of the conversation happening? Um, I assume it's probably Abedi, not. Are you right? projecting your voice or not? Uh, this is a very interpersonal moment, and I think that would be really embarrassing if everyone could hear it. So probably. Yeah. I think he's so, using his silver tongue. So probably to that we can hear it. So oh yeah, there's absolutely. A, there's a I'm strong probability that you could whisper. hear everything. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's very one-sided because Clovar is probably pretty quiet. But yeah. hey, it's all you, right, you, buddy. You mean Okaro? It's gonna happen sometimes. Yeah, that's sorry. I was just thinking of the bad They're both best. needed to kill. Edward waves and just says, "Hello, we're with him." Yes, there's my companion, that little limp noodle armed boy child with the. I'm you can hear quiet. everything that he's saying. This is a little quieter. You hear like. Loot looking <laughs> guitar if it was turned into a person looking <laughs> but there you look at him and look how much struggle must he be in and look at the joy on his face that could be you you're doing great this that's, that's... hey oh, Carl just just you see him like grab the bottle the broken bottle and he just like starts like licking the inside of it trying I, to get more alcohol I, I like i get slightly closer to the cage i say hey hey you're gonna be coming out of this cage and you'd be doing just fine because you have it all started out with the kiss how did it end up like this 
Are you? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. I just want to die. That's rough, buddy. That's tough, because I know that that's real hard for you Talk to do. Talk about the sacrifices. You alive. Yeah. But, yeah, well, we need you alive. You're like a sacrifice. That's not good. On the bright side, that means that you can kill Clovar again. Think about that. You like killing things. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is how you get back in the saddle. Maybe this is how you lace up those bootstraps and get back to kicking. His boots are definitely not laced up. <laughs> this is how you you throw on your sandals and you just start trekking the long road one more time. You you see him just like slowly get like a deeper and deeper thousand yard stare and he just shuts down. Okay, he just, how he is just can't do it? You know what's the morale going on? This can't be okay, right? Like I, I'd imagine the like ringmaster. You do see that the crowd is beginning right? to get very very hey, restless. Okay. Hey. DM, DM is there is there a railing is there a railing on on the Coliseum to enter the back of the battlefield? Absolutely. How, how much of a drop? Fight him. A fifteen foot drop. Okay, Easy. that's fine. I I grab Kiyomura and Edward. I was like, all right, time for us to go. Yeah, and I and I, I start ushering us onto the battlefield. Whoa, okay, all right, and I'll drop. You guys, Kiyomura, catch Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boom. He just like, boom, and, I, and, I, and I just oh, jumped yeah, down. I him. I jump down three point land and just start sprinting over to to Amethy and Akaro. Uh, get off the field! I, I Shut up! Edwards, I hear the booze. I'm going to cast sending to Cather. Oh, and I'm going to send Cather when you reach me. I need you to pretend to stab me. And then we're all going to get out of here and it's going to work perfectly. I respond. Great, <laughs> that low-key was kind of my plan. Are we taking Akara with us? I cast another sending spell. Yeah, sure, I guess. He's, he's pretty useless, but let's give it a shot. What can go wrong? A lot of things. <laughs> Ah, oh, wow. Well, this was going well. It's nice to meet you. Kiyomura yeah. so, and Edward so, are yeah. sprinting. So, so we're sprinting. We're sprinting. Uh, are we, I want you to just actually stab Abathy. Are we in the back? That are would we, make it more realistic. Are we facing... Are we Are we like towards Abathy's back? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Just yeah, okay. do it for real. Okay, great. As <laughs> as Abathy is completely unaware of how close I actually am to him, I just take out my sword and just run it through his back. <gasps> You're like, just do... Uh, and, 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 I, and I keep pushing to get us right next to Akaro in the cage. Yeah. Uh, Kiyomura, not Edward and Kiyomura, not knowing the plan, is like, Cather, ah, oh my gosh, oh my, Abathy, Abathy. Uh, All right, Abathy, the stage is yours. As as I get stabbed, uh, this is exact. Look, uh, I've been stabbed a lot, so I've developed a plus. This is this is uh, Cather scar tissue this is, section. This is Cather fulfilling his just, promise. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, the magician who like trained his hand so that way he could actually stab something through it and it won't bleed. Yeah, yeah. That's Ab like this a specific stab section in yeah. Abadie's You guys have practiced this before, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Um, so uh, as he does, he's going to, in the distraction, toss the frost orb into the air. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he's going to land and gently lay a hand on uh, what's his face, the Ocaro. guy, Okaro. 
and just assume that everyone is touching someone in this link. Probably. I don't, we're going to hope that Catherine gets tackled by Edward. And well, I'm still, I'm still like, I'm still like, I'm still like on Apathy's back, basically. Yeah, yeah. So Kiermore and Edward are both like on Catherine, trying to like pull him off. As I throw it into the air, then I'll cast Plane Shift. Okay. Uh, and uh, Plane Shift us somewhere using my thing, which does mean that I have to roll a d20 and get a 10 or higher in order for us to not be teleported to a random plane of existence. Uh, I I managed to barely get there. Okay, where do you go? Barely. Uh, And I'm just going to bring us back to the little hole in the ground in Sigil. You know, I know the place well. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Great. Yeah, I thought you were gonna oh, go back lady, to uh, wait the basement. Like, That's a really bad idea. No, no, wait, no, no, no. I'm not that crazy. Of that yeah, the basement little, of the of the lady who makes like, the great dumpling soup. Okay, yeah. good call. Abathy's secret but... house. And then, and then, right as we teleport, the frost orb is going to hit the ground and just explode. And so, across it's, it's, it's the frost. echoes of time, you hear the crowd erupt before you find yourself in a eerily quiet, dark, dingy, little demi-plane, just not demi-plane, but uh, hideaway in the just, uh, in this this random place in Sigil. And it was already not big enough for the like five of us before, or the four of us beforehand. It's and definitely not big like enough the now. Size of three of you combined. Yeah, uh, and and Ooh. and I had, still have a sword like stuck through yeah. like my spleen. I I just very I I, I very carefully but very quickly just. Yank out the blade. Thinking. <laughs> okay. To be fair, it was Abathy's idea. I admit it was. Yeah. Okay. He- are you Are you gonna heal him? You're the You're the, you're the guy that heals things now. I do. Oh sure. Yeah. I, I I well. I was. I, I was like. Oh yeah. That is my here, job now. Here. Just just for for canon's sake. I I did. I did. It's just a long. Arc, I did too. only. Nine points of damage. No, more, uh, more than that, actually. Twelve points of damage. That brings me three points below one hundred. And then I will use twelve points to lay on hands and and, uh, and heal him. Uh, well done, oh, fantastic theatrics. Warning next time. Very, uh, uh, Edward. It was just like that time back in 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 Bardo that uh, you know. I thought his back in Budapest. I thought his mind yeah. was being was being hijacked by some weird Colosseum magic. It was quite frightening. Yeah, Plus, I do, I do the apologize. the stuff you pulled, whatever you did... That was awesome. It was, How it long was have you been scary. able to do that? Like it was a scary. Day. I well, thought I was I... having an episode or something. No, so what you saw is how I see things all the time. I feel so sorry for you. No, it's great. It's fantastic. You can do. You, what did you keep? Your, did you keep your eyes open? Yes, it was horrifying. What wonderful, beautiful, fantastic! What part was it horrifying, was Edward? Different than anything. Uh, oh, just uh, reality shifting as I know I it. I could actually. You two would have seen each other and seen how Abanthi sees the two of you oh. uh, as well. Wait. Um, oh, that's great. So descriptive wise. Uh, Abanthi has kind of said how he sees Edward, but uh, specifically his like eyes and mouth are almost like overflowing with 
golden and purple light, almost like flames, as uh, vining uh, fire moves across his body and arms, and he is cloaked in like a royal purple. Nice. Um, yeah. Cather uh, is almost mummified with uh, black and white uh, gauze almost. Nice. Um, that appears to be like multiple pieces of cloth that were then severed and then a new binding was attached to them to continue the weave. Cool. Uh, and then it hangs from them and it does appear to be like just bundled on top of his back like a boulder. Oh, interesting. Whoa. Yeah. Cather, you you were covered in linens and you you were carrying a great mass. linens. And, and there were strings pulled taut. It seemed as if everybody was connected in some way. Ah, yes. It was... It was... It was... As if everything was planned. It was all... <clears throat> but it was all chaotic at the same time. It was... Well, at this point, you hear a, a rustling off to the side as Okaro is digging through one of the old crates and, and sucking on rotten fruit to get hey, any hey, sort of alcohol hey, that he hey, can. Hey, stop that. You put it down. Uh, put it down. Okaro, don't make me bring out the cage again. Ew, ew, ew. Put that okay, down. That's okay. rotten. <laughs> um, sorry for how all that went down, Okaro. Uh, mm. My name is, is Cather. Uh, yes, you do the counseling stuff. You're much better uh, This is Kiyomura, Edward, and, and Abathy. We are members of a group called Fate Scambits. Uh, we, as of late, have been actively working um, to oppose Clovar and his machinations. Um, as Abanthi apparently mentioned more recently, Clovar was brought back. However, that has not stopped us from trying to thwart him at his plans. He still... What does it matter? I prefer living... Well, it's overrated, honestly. Yeah, but I'd like well, to give it a shot. With Clovar and power, it means much more terrible things will be happening on a daily basis, if that makes sense. Basically, the world is going to be far worse for it, and maybe end as we know it. Yes, true. DM, do I get the sense that Okaro has any sense of honor with him as a as a fighter, as a gladiator? Like what an interesting question. Roll an insight check and a history check. Okay, I will do the insight first. I like this plan. I have like a negative one charisma. <laughs> okay, so my oh, it's plus zero. Insight is a hey. seven. Is a seventeen. The the insight. Insight seventeen. Uh, the history is a 16. Okay. Over the course of talking with Miriam Azima, um, talking with, uh, with some of the gods, kind of being given the rundown on, on who the sacrifices are and how they're important, all this type of stuff, you were given a little bit of information about Okaro. Um, obviously you know that he's a Vesht. Um, which means he was amongst the race uh, that Clovar is also amongst, um, amongst the race that was wiped out during the 
uh, during the events of the trial due to the betrayal of Lon and Tari. Mm-hmm. Um, Okaro himself was once an advisor to Clovar mm. and acted actually as a double agent. So he was uh, an advisor to Clovar who was really relaying all this information to the families of the Chosen um, and was an extremely important agent in the downfall of Clovar. He was one of his closest advisors. He was a really good friend of Clovar's um, before he betrayed him and basically set him up for defeat. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, he was chosen as one of the sacrifices due to his great service, due to the fact that he was uh, one of the only Vesh to have um, stayed true, quote-unquote. Um, and he was also helped with kind of the removal of Vesh from modern history. Um, did a lot of that type of stuff to keep basically everything out of public consumption. Since then, he's kind of fallen into this depressive, drunken haze mm. as a way to pass his time. He's this shell of a war hero who um, who no longer has anything productive to do with his life. And he feels like his life is just an utter waste of time and that all he's doing is filling space. Mm-hmm. Um and now, on top of all of that, the one thing that was important to him is like, yeah, I like prevented my best friend from making the biggest mistake of his life and destroying the whole universe is now completely pointless. And I've lived the last 3,000 years suffering this whole time, never being able to, you know, watching everybody that I love die multiple times, uh, never being able to really enjoy life uh, and really only finding any semblance of peace through my drunken haze is now all completely for naught because Clovarge is back and he's going to take over the world anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that he doesn't have any honor, it's that he's completely hopeless. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay. Uh, Cather... And he can't die, so he's pretty careless too because he's just like, whatever, like, this is my chance to get, like, a, a potential, like, spike of thrill. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe something will happen if I, like, get stabbed by this guy. Oh, crap, my skin is impervious. Never mind. Um, I will kind of get, kind of try, gleaning some of that from, from, from Akaru, um, Cather's demeanor will kind of shift and for a moment kind of just go into this long stare just into into nothingness kind of deep in thoughts um before he kind of takes a moment and says i cannot pretend to know all the things that you have been through after all you've lived more than a millennia and and i can never know all the things that you've seen and felt the pain that you've suffered however I do know what it is like to, f- to suffer and to feel like all that you've worked for was for nothing and it was for naught and that there wasn't any point to doing anything anymore I've felt that darkness as well and I let it consume me for far too long. While it may feel meaningless, there is meaning to what you did. Even if Clovar is back now, 
your sacrifice for that amount of time has still let us get to this point where we still have a chance to fight back. We still have a chance to make things right. You have lived hundreds of lifetimes and are ready to die. I understand that greatly, for I truly seek the same thing. But there are people whose lives have not yet been lived, who will be cut short and snuffed out undeservingly if we do not take a stand against Clovar yet again. We are not alone in this fight. You are not alone in this fight. And I cannot force you to do anything, but I can beg you and plead you to reconsider because there is still a fight to be had. There's still worth in what you have done and what you can do. And while I have no way of assuring this, when it's all said and done, I will do everything in my power to take your burden away from you. What would you have me do? I just take a brief moment because I didn't expect that to work at all. Ooh, I, I don't know. I didn't expect to get this far. I, <laughs> I, uh... Well, right now we are gathering allies and gathering strength. Right now, my friends have been trying to work to meet with other members of the Six Sacrifices in order to give warning of what has occurred. We've already met with Miriam Azima, and she mm. is working with the Chosen directly to try to see what things we can do to prevent Clovar's ascension. <laughs> An excuse to re-meet with her love, I'm sure. I will take whatever I can get to prevent the end of the world. I don't really care about the motives. Do you wish for me to fight? Or should I hide like a coward? I wish for you to do what you seek. If battle is what you desire, then battle. If you seek to hide and wallow in the self-pity that you've been in for the past 3,000 years, then by all means do so. We've already accomplished what we desire to warn you. Because I still believe you care. Even if you pretend that you don't. Do it with this, with this information what you will. When time is right, we will call for you. If you choose not to come, that is your choice. If I may offer a word of input, um, at minimum, what we are lacking now more than anything is information. We have no idea of really what or who Clovar is. Uh, no idea of the capabilities that he has or any of his allies. Um, by the way, Adelar Crave is a traitor. <laughs> Sorry. What a rat of a man. Fantastic. Yeah, he did seem very shady when, even when we first met him. He was really kind of a squirrely fellow. He was a cool guy. Um, he was once very much a zealot of Lonantari. But now he isn't. I cannot say. That's the problem with zealots. 
every time. Um, but yes, I might take and, and a little minimum. offense to that, Abinthi, but thank you. Oh, you aren't a zealot. You're like a, you're like a very excitable priest. <laughs> Fair enough. A bit of a zealot, but a lovable one. Um, it's, it's like a zealot adjacent. Uh, uh, but as Abinthi said, inf- information is, is what we need the most. Anything you can share that would be of value. Clover is one of the first beings. He is or was the first creation of Lonantari amongst the original races. Something akin to where a modern day god would have been in his time. Much like the twins were direct children of Lonantari, Clovar held a uh, adjacent status as one of the first creations. Physically, he is more dominant than anything I have ever seen. But also, his knowledge of the arcane is extraordinary. The anathema, his sect of mages that he lured into his bidding, part of their job was training him, advancing his skills even further. He's probably the most prolific mage in all of history. Combine all of this with a charisma and a confidence to sway an entire race and group of people to do his bidding, and you get a very the tribe. powerful leader who can get people to do terrible things in his name. And he knew no obvious weaknesses that he that we could exploit. I brought him down through his confidence. His hubris allowed him to think that he was untouchable. With Lan and Dari out of the way, there was nothing that could stop him. And that very well might have been true. But the idea that someone who he trusted was disloyal was such a foreign concept to him that he shared everything with me, thus allowing us to gain very important details in the war, prevented many casualties. See. So you're suggesting to befriend him? If he is anything, he is calculating. I do not know if he will fall for the same mistake twice, but you could always try. Right. But definitely a risky, risky move to make either way. Especially if you've already declared yourselves enemies of him. He didn't kill us. I didn't know such thing. I, I mean, I, I kind of did, but. Oh no, you're super out of it. But to be fair, though, 
when he had us captured. And and Cather's more saying this to the to the group, not necessarily trying to reveal this to Akaru. Not but not excluding him either. But he, he when when he captured us, we did escape under the guise of working, deciding to work with him. So perhaps it's not too far fetched to pursue that. At least maybe one of us what did he need from you? Well, he uh, asked us to go uh, retrieve a piece of the rod of seven parts uh, because uh, <laughs> we knew where one was. And uh, in the process, yes. in the process, kill a mage that we knew who was protecting it. And we agreed. And then after we left, we proceeded to tell our friend to collect the rod and hide and run. And we haven't seen him or spoken to him since. The irony that he wishes to use his downfall as the tool for his new reign. Yes, there there has been, it feels like a lot of backstabbing that's happened leading up to his ascension, or his revival. Tell me about it. Um, in regards to the rest of these of this of your group the six sacrifices um any Im important things that we should maybe know about them how to find them um ways things, to convince them yes things that we should maybe try and talk to them about information that they might have that could be helpful things that we definitely shouldn't mention around them allergies favorite foods good hole in the wall restaurants i'd like to visit Oscorus is, is, is quiet. Quiet. Very gentle. He. He works out of fear. I'm sure if you were able to get him to be. Fearful enough for those that he loves, he will do everything he can to help. Interesting. Marcus will be easy. Marcus wishes to prove himself. He was not an original member of the sacrifices. And so he feels as if he uh, has to make up for the time that he didn't serve. He's very much an idiot. Perhaps foolhardy. I'm fine with the term idiots. Maybe just passionate. All right. Ola um, is calculating. Dangerous. I feel as though she potentially took on this curse, not truly to protect the people but to allow herself the time for her experiments. That tracks. So that could be something to consider. Miriam is probably the only one of us who is truly here for, <laughs> potentially for the right reasons. Interesting. Aside from maybe myself, but I have fallen. Um, she knows the deadly consequences of the six truths and, and 
I mean, she was there at the trial. She served alongside those that became the chosen. She's committed, determined, strong sense of duty. I see. Can I roll an insight check to see if there was ever anything between them? Like, was there any latent, like, regret there? Between Miriam and... Yeah, I'm just saying, that sounded very, like, yeah, man, she was the one who got away kind of statement. Uh, I'm just saying. Make an insight check. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. The the master of the harbor, the ship master, that needs to know. Also, Uh, while while we're on this topic, I'm curious. Do we ship Valna and Kiamora more, or, or Kiamora and Melora? Volna and Kiamura. Uh, that's too. I, I, yeah. I think that that like it turns into too much. Like it's almost like a sister to Look, Kiamura. Kiamura. Like, okay, uh, I uh. see it as Kiamura doesn't need all that drama. That is, like, that's not fair. to say. I'm not saying Melora. I'm not saying Melora generates drama. But I mean, Melora's wrapped up in the Fae. Like Kiamura does not need the drama there. of dating your dead ex girlfriend. Oh, yeah, no. that and then oh also, yeah, that's that's weird. Dog. Yeah, so she'll so she he'll he'll date my like... my widow my widowed sister. Yeah, no, that's completely. He's not widowed. Actually, she wasn't widowed because they never got married. That is they true. That they were just engaged. That is true. Yeah, that's totally weird. that's totally on board. That you know, that, gotta move on eventually. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. And she's gonna move on. I was just, I was your best friend. And I was just your other best friend, right? Yeah, you know, I guess. Uh, twenty-five on that insight check. Um, it's hard to tell. There's probably not a whole lot of of uh, romantic interest, or maybe there's no like, there's never any like sexual tension or anything like that. Nah. There might have been some like. Uh, warrior's admiration from one yes, like that's boring. I, I'm sorry that that's bro- that, that's boring. Uh, hey, no, Ka- no, Catherine says no. respect to that. You know, that's, just, you know, that's but it, so it was kind of like a, ah, someone else who's willing to do everything that it needs that needs to be done. Correct statement. Get it done. It's so much harder to manipulate him using Miriam Azima if it isn't like a love thing. <laughs> so ugh. now we have to go other routes. Gross. Um, as for Zood Thrym. Oh yeah, that guy. Zood Thrym, that's his real name, not Adelar Graves. Excuse me, sorry about that. You have several options. He can be killed. And so long as there is one to replace him, you could remove him from the equation. Quick question. Does that extend to all of you? As long as as long as there's somebody to replace you, technically you could be killed. We all can be killed. And yes, you can replace us. If we are killed in a temple of the six truths, we cannot be replaced. Cannot be replaced. We cannot die outside of this. Interesting. We can only be either be sacrificed or replaced. Sacrificed or replaced in a temple. So how how do we how how would we go about aggressively replacing Zud's Thrym? That which can break our skin is only of a Strusian blade. Oh, interesting. That's doable. That's very do. That's achievable. 
Okay. And nine, uh, uh the, the, uh, the wish spell oh. could also cause our demise. Ugh. That's harder. I'm so and surprised that even exists. Shadow skull poisoning. There's another option. I like the sound of poison. Big poison, poison yeah. fan. Must be done what in is, the temple. What is a shadow skull? A shadow skull is uh, the well, it's the skull of a lich that has been taken through a ritual to basically take all of its dark essence and combine it into a, a, basically a poison. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. It's old, old poison. That's a, that's a classic right there. That's well, some storybook poison. Safely assume that we won't be obtaining any of that. Abathy. No, no liches. Lich hunting. Lich hunting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Isn't the soul stealer a lich? Okay, but uh, is I'm the soul still stealer on that, a lich? I'm still on that grind. Okay, just saying. I Drew. I ha, it has been kind of <laughs> nagging at Drew. Like, feels like a missed opportunity. You know. I really wanted to fight the Soul Stealer guys. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, we could go back, I, I suppose. Round two, baby. Round we two. are back, and we are here for your skull. Oh, hey, can we, can we bring, uh, can we bring Okoro with us? Yeah, let's bring Okoro with us. He'll just, just absolutely start slamming, just start ragdolling him. What are you gonna do? Um, Although this does all explain how, like, Miriam Azima has been able to fight against the Soul Stealer for so long too like she literally can't die she, yeah she can't die like um, like and nothing can even like weaken like can even wound her the only way that she could die is if the soul stealer killed himself and had one of his his servants use his skull to make skull uh shadow skull poisoning and then taken her to one of the temples and had her just like drink a cup of that on the temple grounds just like dumbledore <laughs> just like dumbledore just man. like dumbledore you know okay this is all very good Actually, thank you. Um, uh, does, I don't know. It's kind of him. hard. I turn I to the others. I, I don't. I don't know. That feels like. I mean, certainly. If you don't replace him, it releases the truth. Right. Like, if we were to kill him, we would. We, we would have to agree that somebody would take his place. That being How said, that that does. Is imprisonment. I know that you guys can't really exist in demi planes, but let's say that you had a way to magically imprison someone somewhere. How how doable is that? Doable by all technical means. So, um, Abanthi, are you speaking like... It's, it's worth it with the fact that if he was brought back, I imagine that the anathema was at large. Is that a, a correct assumption? Yes. Yes, yes anything yes. is still kicking. Yes. We've they, taken care oh, of one. The imprisonment spell is something that could be rather easily overcome. By the Depends anathema. on the imprisonment spell. I have a question. If someone were imprisoned, if one of you was imprisoned in an object, right? Like you can put someone in like a gemstone. I don't That really would work. I don't believe that work. That doesn't work? No good on that one? I, That's a real bummer. My magic is not... I mean, you could try it on me, 
if you want. I know I don't have it. I know I I stopped time just a little. I right now I stopped time. I uh, working on. I, I've been. Know. I have some things in the about magic. I think, but like the demi plane. Okay, so it has to be like a you stay where you are, kind of thing. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so, I'll think more about that. I have a couple of quick things, but I've I've really got to use the privy. Right. Um, so, uh, bring yeah. back booze. Quick couple of statements, couple of things that I need to say. My suggestion is, I'm just saying, out of the information we've been given of the rest of the six truths, uh-huh. I think that. We gotta have Edward do the talking for our scorers. That I, seems super your vibe. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I was thinking the gentle same boys. thing. I think that Lorelai and I would get along great. <laughs> you guys would I just also, start like diabolically cackling. I as you also agree with this. <laughs> uh, obviously, everyone should be there. It's not like we should go split up. And yeah, yeah. But clues. it's just like the main talking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and first, I'd like to say. Uh, Cather, you're doing a great job um, right now. Thank you. You two, I feel like you two are really getting a connection. I'd love to see it. Um, Mirazim has taken care of and the Marcus Steel. I, we just group up and party down. And I right. think that that'll hit just exactly what we need. Right. I think when it comes, I mean, when it comes to trying to take the place of, of one of the sacrifices, obviously... If we had to replace any of them, Zoods would be the first choice. But it should be probably, I mean, a final resort. But it's just given the gravity of that choice. I mean, I, I mean, the main problem is the difficulty of it, because there's a whole so many prerequisites. You can you you can get them to a temple and then kill them there. I feel like that's almost worse though, because then you're also in the temple. I'm just... This is Kiyomura speaking. Oh, Kiyomura! I thought you were the other guy. Yeah. Uh, If push comes to shove, um, I would be willing to replace him. I think that's a good choice. I mean, it would suck for you, and I'm very sorry that that is the case, but honestly, you're a pretty good candidate. I would... I'm not opposed to Kiyomura being a candidate. I would also volunteer myself i feel like i also have the least least to lose out of making that decision i would argue you almost have the most to lose you've always spent your whole life wishing you were dead already you don't need to spend eternity at that i've spent my entire life trying to prove that i'm worthy of something let me do this all right i won't argue with it you on this point right now if we need a backup or a third, I'm just saying I've been looking for immortality for a while, and this seems like a pretty. I don't easy know, Abathy. You and Lorelai are like, I don't, I don't think. Listen, I can just not die forever. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have to become a lich for that. I don't know if I can quite <laughs> trust you with immortality. Don't you have a thing against immortal beings being on the material plane? Well, you see, that's why I prefer the route of the clone spell because it isn't immortality. It's a bit it's of a loophole. Right. But so, technically, so, this isn't real immortality so, either. So, my, I guess my question is then, do we heavily want to try and pursue this up and have it as a as a backup option just in case? Or would, do we want to maybe just keep pursuing? 
I think that we shouldn't pursue it, but the moment we see an opportunity, we enact it immediately. We don't have any time to lose, I suppose. Well, yeah, because we can't just let them sound keep. Good. We can't let them keep Zeus Thrym. Like right. they could go well, sacrifice him. Well, tomorrow. I suppose what what I'm saying, what I'm what I'm saying is, do we want to go f get this Vesusium knife or get the components needed for this poison, and then just hold on to that? Yes, I think that a good idea. Okay, right. Um, I agree with that fully. Uh, <laughs> If... I have a quick question for for Akaro. Uh, yes. Abnathy, you can go to the privy if you so so desire. Uh, yes, we'll do. Um, our, the next person we were planning on visiting was Marcus Steele. The only thing we know about him is that he's on the Mist Runner, in, um, well, and he ports. The Sea. Yes, he ports in Sigil occasionally. I don't. Do you know of a better way to get in contact with him or or meet with him? No. Ager? We yeah, do, you, do, you have a sending, do you have a sending stone for everyone? You know, just... Y'all keep, keep pen pals. I'll take an email, fax. Um, uh, hotspot? Uh, MySpace? Yeah, MySpace, there you go. Facebook page? Instagram he seems camp. like a MySpace guy. For I sure. Mean, he is from like 3,000 years ago. Dog. Do you have a little... Venmo? Like, oh my inter gosh! Interdimensional walkie-talkies. <laughs> Every time I open my mouth. Right. Okay. Um, well. Yo, are I mean, you gonna let him speak at all? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought he I thought he did I thought he was done. I thought he said no, I don't have a way to contact him, and that was the end. I'm I'm so sorry. I it got quiet for a second, and it was like and then you started you kept talking again it was like the fifth time that I got cut I'm, off. I'm so sorry, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Ah, it's all good, it's all good. Um <laughs> There are two things. First of all, if you are considering replacing Zoots, you will need to know Lanantari's exposition and carry a Vastrusian blade to shed your blood over an altar. Second of all, I have no way of communicating with Marcus Steele. But I am able to get a feel for his location. Okay. Uh, it's not accurate, but it is one way. It was a, a backup. If we all needed to meet, we could find each other. Which means that if they have Zoods with them, then there's great potential that they know where all the rest of us are as well. Wow. Damn it. That's not good. Hmm. That's very not good. Um, okay. That definitely moves up the timetable, for sure. Um. Well. You can throw the schedule out the window. I mean, I guess, do you all have to be sacrificed together, or can no. it be? No. It is one at a time in each of our respective temples. Okay. Honestly, it might be a good thing that they still, that Zeus can find them, because that means that they still need him until they have everyone. He's the, he's the last one that they can kill until they have everyone. 
And even so if we just have one, faster. even if we just know for sure that even just a Koro here is not yet captured, that means we still have time. I will also warn that while the six shrews together can wipe out the earth, just one of them can destroy anything Entire in its path. And these things can't be killed, right? Like, they can only be, like, put to sleep. <sighs> the one time I've seen them in use, nothing but death and destruction was left in the wake. Right, 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 right. right. Took the sacrifice of a god to imprison it. Yeah, that's right. right. What if we just point them at each other? <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> Abinthe has like two chess pieces that he's been like kind of fiddling with, and he's like, what if we just point them at each other? <laughs> and they run, there's an even number of them. Uh, they won't kill each other. Oh, I'm not there, but somewhere Abinthe weeps. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good to know. Um, and you said, so we need a Vustrusian blade to off her own blood, and you said we need what from Lanatari? The... Her exposition. Her exposition. Her, basically her her judgment that she gave during the trial, right? Yes, very good. Okay. Okay. Alright. That can't how, be easy to get. Oh. Um, well, it's a bit of a long story. So I mentioned how we were tricked and betrayed before, or at least that had happened leading up to Clovar's revival. Well, Wisteria Vale, uh, now revealed to be member of the Anathema, had 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 gained friendship and allies allies allied herself with us and helped us accomplish some of our desired tasks, and in return had asked for us to go find a uh, piece of a soul for a man named Clovar, somebody who she said would be able to greatly help us in the coming battle. In that process, we had to travel to Pandemonium and find um, find a window into the past. There we saw some of the six trues ourselves and heard Laudantari give her judgment. I see. And it's been a roller coaster ever since. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. I am so excited for whatever Grant's about to ask. <laughs> Grant's going to be like, what did she say? Uh, What's your question, so Grant? Edward, in the library, when he looked for when mm -hmm. they got access to that really, really old place, mm -hmm. and he looked for things that referred to the original, like, morals or so that were set. Yeah. He kept that. He kind of kept it yeah. a secret. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine he still has it on him. Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to peek at that because I'm what? assuming that isn't the exposition, but perhaps it could help in aiding maybe how to get that or I mean, something like I that. I mean, I guess it's also a question of how well is it documented and or do we recall it because we did witness it. You witnessed it. You also have... You did witness it. That's way better sacrifice in front of you oh he knows he it perfect to, that's even better no i totally he forgot. has to know that to get himself replaced i, I totally know. forgot that we just literally watched it like a movie too you literally I watched like, it like a movie yeah and then yeah exactly okay we didn't write it down though did we 
<laughs> I wrote that part of it, but it was too long, and I thought, eh, I'll like get back characters. to that eventually. Now, do I read it in Latin or in English? Latin. Ooh. No. <laughs> the answer is no. What you <laughs> asked? I know, but then I, like, looked at it, and I was like, that's a lot of Latin. That's a lot okay. of Latin. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid, unfortunately, I'm not... I wasn't too privy on taking notes on what she said, so I don't necessarily know it by heart. But I think I, I believe I know what you're saying. It... I can repeat it to you. But is there... <coughs> is it... Nice. Is there a way that we can... I was going to say, is there a way to, like... Walk out peering ears or eyes? Uh, well... I don't possess such magic. Abanthi might. I have, um, I have the little dome. <laughs> Lehman's tiny hut. Does, does Scrying see past that, DM? Oh, Scrying. It super I'm does. Pretty sure it does. Yeah, it definitely does. Abanthi, you got something for this? Because I was going to say, well, there, are mean... other, there are other more powerful spells that specifically are like, yeah, no, it blocks div divination. Lehman's tiny hut does not. Do, do I that. have a spell that would work here? Absolutely, I do. Is Abanthi on this plane at the moment? Oh, no. He's not on the privy. <laughs> oh my God. He's in a he different left, plane. He definitely left a note on the door that says, it's going to be a long one. <laughs> Aaron, why? <laughs> because you can't know that I'm not there. <laughs> Oh my God. Wait, 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 I have something. Edward rummages through his bag and he's like, I still have this necklace of anti-scrying. The whole, do you, do you still have the like whole chain of them? Do you all have one? Do you have multiple? Cause I mean, we used what? to have multiple because we were trying I to prevent ourselves from, from being scried on by Prazius way back in the day. Well, you've picked we you picked up one every like three levels since the start of ca the campaign. So at I, one point there was enough for all five of you to have one. Yeah, I know at I one point we all had one. On me. I don't know. If, I don't know Abinthi, if I still have one. Then we had to do something. Abinthi well, had yeah, Abanthi like combined them so that way Miriam didn't know that Renaya was. Oh yeah, that in way we could trick the stereo veil. Of, yeah. Of yeah. I yeah, think we right. only had one left. And Edward now has it. I'm maybe sure that's maybe it was. you can all just make the, maybe we just real we just huddle real close ball. together. We would, we fit it around all three of our necks. I don't think we I can do that. For not to say it, if there's potential for lurking, right. yes, write very it valid, down. very valid. I definitely don't want to write it down. No, right, yeah, it's probably it's a bad safe. Idea. But okay, we can come back to that. When we telepathy are, are closer, telepathy. <laughs> Edward, uh, our friend Abanthi has been on the privy for a while now. Is he okay? Yeah, sometimes he goes to the bathroom for like three be hours. Pretty bad. I don't know why or what he's doing in there, but I prefer not to ask. It's like a stack of sticky notes that, like, every single time they go back, they, like, peel off the sticky note and there's another one. Trust me, you don't want to go in there. It's going to be, <laughs> I'm fine. Just wait it out. Next one it's is, like, uncommon. I know it's taking a long time. Just stick with it. I'll be fine. Because uh, it's a sticky note. Oh. With... 
So... Anyone want to uh, play Dragon Dress? We just sit here and wait then? Well, I guess. he's kind of our interdimensional uh, plane or travel person. So I left dumpling here. soup in the fridge. So uh, we're kind of just Dragon here Dress. right now. If he's if he's, you know, doing whatever he's doing, I don't I know if I trust Apathy enough to just assume he's gonna be on the privy for four hours. Um, got it. I BS. It's a serious issue. <laughs> Edward With is guys. setting up. Dragon chest. Perfect. With you guys getting ready for the long haul of just waiting for Abanthi to get out of the bathroom while he's definitely on the same plane of existence. Definitely there. Definitely there. We're going to go ahead and take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in like 10 or 15 minutes. Don't go anywhere. We got lots of stuff to keep going through. Lots of problems to solve. And you got to figure out what the freak is going on with Abanthi. So we'll so be back. Many problems. A little bit. Uh, and we'll see you guys in just a second. All right, and we are back. So, we're going to pick up with Mr. Abanthi Tripowitz. Abanthi, you just left to go to the privy. You locked yeah. yourself in the bathroom. You left. Yep. You write up your sticky notes real quick, stick them on the door. Mm -hmm. What are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm going to cast the plane shift spell. I already rolled for it, and I succeeded. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to plane shift to uh, Clovar's base. So you're you're going to oh. the town of Wisteria Vale. Yes. Okay, great. You pull up. I'm gonna say you you pull up at the um uh oh why am I forgetting what it's called? The the, the massive the, workshop. The, yeah, the AVA. Yeah. Whatever uh, it's called. The French word that I can never say. That's right. the one. The, the atelier. Uh, the atelier. Atelier. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh we'll say you pull up right outside of it. Absolutely. You pull up. You suddenly appear there. Um, it's a cold uh, morning, uh, probably about six or so in the morning. You're up in the air. It's brisk morning, it's dew everywhere on the grass. Uh, you show up and you are just immediately surrounded by spears as four guards like just lock up with you. I am uh, I'm currently expected. I request an audience with, um, do you know Clovar? Do you know Clover? Well, there's a chance that he hasn't, like, revealed himself. Do you know Clover? I, don't, I, I don't. do. I do. In that they're case, I'm to, here... To, they're talking to each other. I'm here to uh, see Adelar Crave. I was a guest a little while ago. They slowly raise their spears. Follow us? Sounds Before good. they start, like, guiding you. Yes. You wouldn't begrudge an old man his walking stick, would you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'll follow them. Are you? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying no to find That normal walking Clovar. stick. Oh, I thought you were just going to, like, kidnap his huge thread real quick. That would be like, hilarious. Well, yeah. That, so that funny. actually would be hilarious. Oh, now you're just like, Abedee's just like, I'm just going to go to the preview real quick, guys. And then he well, comes see, back and just shows up with a hell of a Here's the thing, right? If they don't know who's who Clovar is, then they probably don't know who Wisteria Vale is. Well, no, because Wisteria Vale is a public figure. She's the literal leader of the town. Oh, I didn't think that she was public, though. Oh, yeah. no, she's very much public. Yeah, yeah I picked oh. that up, too. 
I super thought that, I mean. that she wasn't for a very long time. No, no. Because I like, thought that, that, that like Adelar was the leader because that's Adelar who I is, the, is the leader of like a lot of the arcane. I remember being distinctly surprised that there was someone actually named Wisteria Vale. I will state that. If she is public, understandable. In that case, I would have said, I'm here to see Wisteria Vale. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> Wisteria Vale is very much public. Yes, you can go see her. Yeah. Um, you were led into uh, kind of a waiting room for a little bit before... Elevator music? Yeah, there's some elevator music. I, I have uh, like one of the kids' magazines. <laughs> it's arcane for it's uh, like arcane for children. Yeah, and it's like teaching you how to like do like the dancing light cantrip or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like, do you want to know how to pull a rabbit out of the hat? Or maybe maybe more accurately in fantasy terms, do you want to know how to pull the gargoyle out of the cauldron? Uh, find, there we go. I can never find the spoon in these like hidden image pictures. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the spoon specifically. Before eventually, uh, a young, uh, well-dressed gentleman, uh, an attendant, uh, comes out of a set of doors and says, "Miss Vale, we'll see you now." Fantastic. You are. Uh, you stand up. You're led in uh, and led to her office for the first time. Uh, it's this massive room. There very well could be like seven rooms in one, um, but there are infinite number of bookshelves, arcane instruments, uh, artifacts. Uh, there's like four different like living room and like sitting areas. You can see that she definitely has two either mirror images of herself or clones or something along those lines that are like currently like grabbing books off the thing and they're like studying through things. You kind of get the, you know, that like very, very old high level mages will like kind of create. Yeah. It's the, versions uh, of themselves to basically do the grunt work of the research for whatever project they're on. Yeah. Uh, because it's the one that you can trust yourself and spell. Yeah. Uh, before she looks up kind of pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting to ever see you again. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting to visit your obvious. I'm looking for Clovar. If you can just direct me to wherever he is. He's is expecting me. Anything you have to discuss with him, you can bring with me first. Oh, that's fine. I have information regarding um, he sent us on a mission. Did he tell you what the mission was? Yes, you were to recover parts of the rod. Have you brought them? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, no. That's why I need to see Clovar. Um, Information-wise, uh, no, I don't have them. I was just in a fight. They don't know I'm gone. Um, and so I was just kind of hoping it, I, normally he would ask me questions and I would respond to them. Um, would you like to ask me questions so I can respond to them? Because here's the thing, I, I don't really need to convince you. I'm here to convince your boss that I'm like the on the side here. That's the, that's the big problem that I'm having with this whole kebab. Kebab. Yes, because I feel like I've been skewered. I actually was skewered a little bit ago. And roasted. <laughs> you hear an oh thing. Thank you, Ghost of, of Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ghost of Edward's past. Normally I would test you myself. 
But because it's you, I fear for my ability to make an accurate judgment. Let me tell you. That's a compliment. That's pretty par for the course. Wisteria, at which point the two other Wisteria veils in this room both look. One of you go get Clovar, if you could. Tell Thank him that Abbot Triplewitz is waiting for him whenever he is ready. Fantastic. You should really invest in comfier chairs. I also, think your chairs are very comfy. Your magazines are several years out of date. I don't often... And some of them have all of the spoons circled. That's the hardest part of the find the picture puzzle. If you're looking for the spoons, wouldn't that make it easier? But if you circle them, then it ruins it for everyone else. You are a very advanced level mage. You could have the ink removed. Then why haven't you? They aren't my magazines. I don't look at the magazines. I'm in here. This seems just like a pointless. I'm just going to stand over here in the corner and not sit in your uncomfy chairs. Fine with me. And she continues with her work. <laughs> oh, the pettiness for... of Abinthe. <laughs> you wait for. It's part of my charm. That's right. You wait for a little while before eventually uh, the Wisteria returns. Clovar will see you. Lead the way. You follow as this wisteria leads you uh, deep, deep, deep into the catacombs of this floating island um, before eventually you're brought to this very dark and dim room. Clovar, it's very sparsely decored. Um... And you can see the massive figure of Clovar kind of slumped into a chair just with like a thousand yards there. Very clearly like very deep in thought. Before almost shaking out of it. Abinthi Tripowitz. Ah, Clovar. Welcome back. Yes, well, the spears were a bit much, but eh, it's fair. Have you brought me my rods? Fortunately, no. I do have information. Um, Some of it good, some of it bad. Most of it just trying to convince you not to stab me. Biggest part of that is the fact that I showed up at all. That is... I suppose a testimony to your diligence. Yes, well, let me tell you. What? I said proceed. Oh, yes. Let me tell you. Uh, Renaya full-on lied. Never planned on going to find um, the the sorcerer's (coughs) faces, going to get the rod. It was immediate teleport and then talking about how not to do that. Um, Also, they have hidden or sent the rods places. I would imagine you know where. Unfortunately, I do not know exactly where. 
I can I can give you some vague guesses, but I have no idea where they ended up. Uh, make a deception check for me. That is not a lie. You you know where at least one of them is because you hid them. I told someone to run with it. So I do not know. I do not know where uh, the dragonborn is. No idea. He doesn't know where no, the know where orcs Leshka put. is. Yeah. No idea where he, Leshka is. He doesn't you know where know the it's orcs with the put. Orcs. The... I do know that Edward took it to the orcs. Uh, I do not know specifically where Cather hid it on the island. But you know it's on the island. I said I knew vague locations. Okay. I I was. All right, I see. I see what you're trying to do here. The, it, <laughs> like big locations, as in like it's within this like two yeah. mile plot. I, I know that it is. It is, there was one somewhere near Gambit's Keep. Um, I know that there is uh, that Leshka has a rod. I don't know where he is. The Dragonborn. Yes, the one who was originally guarding it. Um, uh, he was told to take it and, and stay on the run. Um, as for the rod that was at Gambit's Keep, um, I believe Edward took that to a Thala, most likely to be guarded probably by the orcs, if I had to guess, which is very unfortunate for everyone involved. The orcs are those abominations. You could call that is something you could call them, yes. I see. An interesting opponent. Yes. Frankly, I'm just as a as a word of advice. Um be cautious. If there is anything in this world that I think might be able to find a way to kill you, it's probably the orcs. Your warning will be heeded. My hubris has led to my downfall in the past. I do not intend for that to happen again. Because let me tell you, they're messed up. Like they just, whew. you know, like Athala. You know, you know Athala. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They took that in like eight hours. It seems to be a well-fortified city. It was swift. It was. It was brutal. It was, it was your, it was, it your was fortified like, city. It was the equivalent of cracking an egg. These seem like mighty warriors. Perhaps they should join us. Honestly, I don't think that you could be beat if they did. Gonna be 100% honest. I hardly think that you can be beat now. That really seals the deal on that one. It is a potential possibility. For now, we will continue with our plan. If all goes according to it, then whoever opposes us on the material plane should be insignificant. You have a way to deal with the orcs? I should not need to. Ooh, well, that's spooky. Well, I should pro- They think I'm on the privy right now. This is all you wish to inform me of? Um, is there anything else that I you would like me to inform you of that I would have the capability of informing you of? I doubt it. Sounds good. 
Um, the yes. next time you appear in my presence, if you do not bring me pieces of this rod, I will kill you. Oh, so you still want me to chase after the rod? You have not fulfilled your current assignment, no. Sounds good. I'll see what I can do about that. Just as a reminder, I like winning, and you are better than me at most things. <laughs> so just, uh, that's if there's any testament to me being on your side, it's that I don't like dying. Noted. <laughs> Sounds good. That's all I really came here to do. Glad I could give you the information I can. I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find those rods. You seem to be a just darn right better than anyone else I know at doing it. So uh, uh, you probably won't see me again, and then you're probably going to kill me. But it was nice talking. Goodbye. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I think this very well might be the only campaign that I have ever seen streamed on the internet where you the players can just casually talk to the BBEG and not just be killed. <laughs> That's so what I that so Aaron, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well did you think that went for you? Oh, it's about to get better. I'm, as I'm going to go... To I'm going to grab that alarm and get out of here. No, uh, I that would, would be like such to, a power move. I would like to thoroughly scout. First of all, I would like to, I would look to, like to look all around mm -hmm. for locations that I would hide a god. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a, uh, an investigation check. Ooh, that's fine. <laughs> that's a that's a number that could be worse. <laughs> Nineteen. Okay, that's actually that's solid. That's pretty solid. Fourteen plus five. I'm not proficient in it. Pretty the fact that you have a plus five. It's pretty good. Smart boy. You begin searching this this atelier. Um, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, you got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. On the money. As you begin searching through it, how, so just just so I kind of can process a little bit. How what are you what are you searching for? Like, what are the clues that you'd be looking for to hide that? Like, do you have a way of kind of like sensing her power? Do you have uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, like I'll just do a, lines I'll that do would a, be of, of a, a, something that could imprison something of a high level? Well, the first thing is, if I owned this atelier, mm -hmm. where would I store a god? Because I've probably considered the possibility before. Okay, alright. Um, the second thing, I, I will like uh, cast Detect Magic uh, to just specifically, I'm just going to not care about any magic that doesn't seem to be like binding magic or divine magic. Okay. Those, those are the ones that I'm looking for. Okay. I gotcha. So thinking about the potential history between Clovar and, uh, Atrocil, you would imagine that he would keep her close to him. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, you know that she's probably somewhere down here. It's probably not going to be too far away. 
Down you then begin to search the basically the kind of the floor that you're on or the area around you for something that would be capable of uh, having that type of strong magic imbued into it. And eventually it leads you to uh, a door, really a wall covered in arcane sigils. You're like a little, like a little bloodhound, like sniffing out magic. You're like, mm-hmm. and eventually, that's a good one. Wall. There's no windows. There's no. There is a door. Um, again, covered in arcane sigils. It's just like rows and rows and rows. The whole wall is covered in mm-hmm. all different forms of binding. There's also um, other magic involved. Stuff for kind of like creature comforts. It's clear that. The the yeah like invisible servants is is very much arcane in nature, but it's just allowing her to to live comfortably within this cell. Basically, sounds good. I am going to do my absolute best to commit every piece of important arcane stuff on this door to memory. That's the first thing that I'm going to do. Okay, um, do an arcana check for me. Just in case Abinthe ever has to bind a god. <laughs> or break one free. Uh, I have a plus one, 17 two, to that. Three. So that's going to be a 28. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I rolled low. I Nine on die. What am I going to do? Yeah. Oh, I just, I, I... You, oh, yeah, wait. No, no. It's a 26 then. I'm a liar. Excuse me. You're able to get a lot of it memorized pretty instantly. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All this. You know, yeah. That's, that's yeah, part of the course. Yeah, absolutely. You're that's able, what you I would have done. level spells. You know, the imprisonment spell. You're like, yeah, okay. This kind of makes sense. Sounds good. Great. Um, I am also going, is there, is there like a keyhole or a gap under the door? Sure. Okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to very quickly write. Uh, I'm just going to write Ebenthar on the note, and then I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of like kick it under the door a little bit, um, assuming that she knows enough. This place to like, needs to be swept. <laughs> like uh, yeah, to like look at it and then immediately burn it. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of interesting because. As you slide it under the door, you can immediately tell that it is burning as it slides on the door. So you're just kind of hoping that she got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she can smell the name. That's right. That's all that I care about. That way she knows. She knows something's going on. Mm -hmm. Because I don't don't have particularly anything else that I could really do to, like, let her know that things are are happening. I suppose I could flash a light under the door and try to Morse code. Morse code. (laughs) We will save you. Beep, 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 yeah, beep, we'll we'll assume that uh, that she knows what's good, what's what's popping. Yeah, she's got faith. I wish that. Oh, also, this whole time I have had uh, like six or seven just stars floating above my head the whole time. Nice, because that lasts for an hour. Nice. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so now I know the location. I could theoretically plane shift back here if necessary um so i'm just gonna yeah i'm, I'm gonna skedaddle i got the the info that i need beautiful uh i'm gonna plane shift back to sigil in, Wait, into the absolutely room. please roll your die yes oh that's interesting maybe she's standing close enough to the door 
<laughs> She'll just teleport with me. 19 odd die. So okay, beautiful. We don't fail it. You find yourself back in the privy of your tiny little shack. Yeah. Uh, I listen to the door. Do I hear people outside? This game uh, is very dumb. Another good. Well, you've won every time. I don't know it's how crazy. you keep Oh, boy. Wow. That was a doozy. Oh, my oh, goodness. How long has it been, Aventy? Welcome back oh. to the land of the living. Let me tell you. Dumping it's been on the toilet for like a solid like, 25 minutes. I think you should maybe go see a medic. No, trust me. I have. There's nothing they can do. What? Everything it's all just all just messed up down there. It's all bad. All bad. I feel bad for your descendants. Yes. Don't plan on having any. I'm engaged to the Queen of Hell. Um makes things difficult. It's a long story. It's a, very, of it's a, very, it's a very long story. Oh, let me tell you. Oof. I'm confused as to your motives. If you are engaged to a daughter of hell, why are you aiding in the destruction of Clovar? I got this one, Adamthy. I'm I'm going to I'm going to say, give me ten minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna ten minutes. I'm going to cast a oh geez, a gosh dang spell that would have been useful twenty five minutes ago. Uh, the private sanctum spell. <laughs> <laughs> sounds can't pass through the barrier uh it's warded uh from vision and divination spells can't appear in it can't be targeted by divination spells while within it and you also can't teleport into or out of it and nice. planar travel is also blocked while within it and i say clovar sucks my fiance is hot yeah that's pretty much what i, I mean, gathered too. so to put it simply I also am one to question Abathy's motives because he's both a very simple man and a very complex one at the same time. It goes real deep, the statement, she's hot. It's a very it's, personal and emotional relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as it stands, it I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Abathy. Really, it's just Clovar is, is just, it has already kind of insulted Abathy to a point that Abathy wants to kill him. My spite runs deeper than the deepest vein of gold or silver you could find. And it runs uh, thicker than blood, thicker than wine. Thicker than iron. Thicker than, what thicker I than my wife. Thing. Allow us to talk privately? Yes, that's why I cast it. I see. Yeah. It's a private would sanctum. Like inform you of the uh, exposition then? That would be lovely. Oh, I've been waiting for someone to give me exposition for days now. No, the exposition. The exposition? Like, yes, prior to the trial, what? It's, it's uh, going to, he's going to just take me to the side. Is, <laughs> just just explain what's happening. Guys, no, yeah, yeah, I yeah, will yeah. send you a picture of this after the session. Great. Thank so God. Try and write down a whole paragraph. Oh, thank as I God. <laughs> but, uh, Okara okay. begins, he closes his eyes and begins, sorry, reciting. Your downfall began in a search for glory. Longing to make yourself more than you were, you stole for power that was not yours to have. Your lust for the impure bred corruption. Corruption that stained you and marked you unholy. So you hid your sins in darkness, never letting them see the light, causing them to fester and infect the many. Out of fear of discovery, 
you lied to your god, stole from your kin, and killed those who uncovered your deception. When kings fell into your temptation, you let them fall into decay. You shepherded them to war, bringing death to the innocent. And when all was done, you looked down upon the ruin you had caused and felt joy in your heart. For you are the destruction of life and all things I have made into being. For this you shall fall like the many before you, never to see the wonders of the world again, but only to repeat damnation for all eternity. That's some pretty heavy stuff right there. Bars. Each one of the six truths are the embodiment of what caused of, of the sins of the people. Glory, lust, darkness, fear, ruin, and war. Interesting. It's like the intro. I was thinking, trying to think of a clever way to say Glory, it. Glory, fear, and fortune. Oh, sorry, that wasn't clear. That What's wasn't that? clever at all. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just what? It, that's just in the intro. That's been there since like day one, bro. Wait, did he say fortune was one of the six trees? He didn't say fortune. Fortune and darkness are, are all of those uh, words. words much, unfortunately. Oh, I see. That's what happens when you plan a campaign over three years and you stream it and you like rework things so many times and you lose your notes and then you find your notes and then you lose your notes and you find your notes. One of the words gets switched. Every time. <laughs> so, guys, now, we're going okay, to have to Guys, theorycraft. Does that mean we're going to fight three of the six truths? I hope it means we're going to sh- fight our like, I, shadow people like in Smash Bros. I would love to throw down with all of them. I would not. No. Not all at once. Like that. I. I, I would. I don't think that would be very. No. Boys, this is just going to turn into Monster Hunter. Boys, we could just become so the six truths, brother. If I were to create a stat block for them. I would. I would take a Tarask, and then I'd like make it, com- give, a, give it like the legendary it. actions of any, like all of like the uh, the Lords of the Nine Hells. Immunity to damage. Just <laughs> yeah. I would just be like. Infinite, it, uh, it uh, auto hits, it does infinite damage, and it's invulnerable to everything. That, that sounds like you. That, that sounds, sounds like lovely. Fight. I can take it. <laughs> says, I can look. Look, Aaron would break the he game. did not have, say immune to imprisoning. I have or fully played in prison currently. I have fully played through Shadow of the Colossus. I think I know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of an expert. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, okay, well... Anyway, our next move. So, I mean, I guess... I don't know. We can check to see if the Mr. Runner has arrived. Otherwise, we still should have time to maybe talk to some other people or I guess maybe go back to the Soul Stealer Citadel and try and see if we can't get his skull for the poison... We have we have a couple options here, again, like always. Yes, um, I think that we should definitely check to see if, for some reason, um, the Mist Runner has arrived early. Uh huh. Because that would just be wildly convenient, yes. and it would really suck if it did show up early and then we weren't there for it because we right. were like, oh, we'll be in here for two weeks. Right. Um, to add a wrench into the plans, I found out where they're keeping your girlfriend. Um. Oh. How. 
we could also, I'm down to kill the soul Steve, the soul Valesh Shatteron. I'm down to do that. I would, uh -huh. I, that would just bring me joy. I mean, it's still something um, that's kind of weighing in the back of my mind, but what, no, do, you, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you know where they're keeping Aetrasil? Yeah, how, how, how do you know that? Door. You kind of breeze so, over that. It's a long story, and I was kind of hoping that just no one would question it. Uh, it's not Is that, that where you've been for the past 20 minutes? Aetrasil is alive. Yes, yeah, she's the go the current that goddess of death, or of war and life. Sorry, not death. I serve the gods of death. Atrasil is a goddess. Yes, she's also my girlfriend. What do you mean you know where she is? So, how did she become? How did uh, the the womb of hatred become? It's okay. Well, okay. So that's not a good look, Catherine. Quick. I hate to say. How did she become a god? And why I, would we you... already knew that. We already knew this. So, now that Clovar's so... back, what does that do for your relationship? She was like, okay. Oh, it's first so of all, awkward. First what? of all, first of all, so she, yes, I know. It has been revealed she used to work for Clovar and was in fact a lover. However, a lot has happened in the between time since he was last here and is now here. And was his lover. She was. They were the, each other's partners. That she she almost was the. She very well could have been the entire reason that Clovar did anything. Any of his ambition was for her. Any and every sounds like a weakness that can be exploited. That. I mean, okay, that's I, a fair point, Abathy. I don't like that you're talking about my girlfriend in that way, though. I talk about everyone that way, just to be fair. It isn't it's just because true. it's your girlfriend. He's talked about me that way in front of me before. Absolutely. Anyway. It's a bit debilitating. Anyway, a lot that happened after that. Eventually, um... You're changed. sure she hasn't been using you as a pawn this whole time to bring him back? I'm positive. She seems pretty nice. I I'm not going her. to lie. I wouldn't trust her, but I'm barely even involved with this anymore, so what do I know? I'm down to get betrayed. I'm just saying. Avanthi, where, where is she? Uh, so she's at, um, she's, she's at Wisteria Vale, at the Atelier, um, lower floor, there's some Big double doors. It seems real hot past there. Try to slide a note under the door. We're just going to hope that she like smelled it, because pretty sure that there's no way I would have needed some real heavy duty like vellum <laughs> to make it through there. Um, I could go back there, but uh, Clovar said that the next time that he saw me, if I didn't have a rod, he'd kill me. So if I would want to be a distraction. So that way you could go break out of them. Um, okay, but so these big doors, you said there's like, like, like they're just big doors or like... Oh, what? they're so covered in magic. Okay, they're, so... They're like, it's like door and then like so much magic. I, I look at, I look at Edward, how confident are you in breaking such a, such a seal? I he can break do magic Because you best believe I can't. No, I can't. I have Edward. the knock spell. Edward. I learned it. I grab him on the shh. Grab him on the shoulders. That's it, Edward. I, I learned it from a librarian. Shh. Librarians are mystical creatures. I can't tell if happened these series or not. Edward. You I'm have happy. Shh. You have seen 
the world through my eyes. You are a bard, Edward. I have seen bards sing colors to the blind. I have seen them wring tears from stone. The power lies within you, Edward. You can break those bonds. Listen, <laughs> see with your eyes, hear with your ears, your inner ears, your inner eyes. This is what I've been trying to teach you. This is what I need you to do, Edward. I need you to believe in yourself. I need you to believe in me. I need you to believe in the me that believes in you. I have believe in yourself. I have the. Are you about to hit me with some whining? You know how I, I was just whining? going to say all this time I thought you were struggling to have movements, but you've been doing plenty of moving, and I'm still hung up on that. Most of the time, I'm visiting my fiance. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I understand. But we are talking about an incredibly strong arcane lock, and look, I don't I, have much experience. I put with my doors, hand on, on on Edward's shoulder. I can listen to the door. I can play music to the door I, all I, I want. But will it change anything? I put my hand on Edward's shoulder and I say, Edward, you are one of my greatest and longest-standing friends. Kimura scoffs in the back. <laughs> I I knew Edward before I knew Kimura. I know, I know. It's, a, I it's just an objective that. fact. <laughs> it's like, I thought we've been bonding, bro. <laughs> like, what the freak, man? We went to the gym, dog. I spotted you. We sparred bro, together shirtless. We Come on. We were in the arena together. I'm um, crushing on your sister. I'm about to be your brother-in-law. <laughs> yikes. <clears throat> I've seen you do and accomplish many great things. And while I'm sure it is intimidating... Abathy is the greatest, one of the greatest spellcasters that I've ever seen and encountered. Like a strong top four. And if he is truly confident in you, then so am I. There's, there's one thing, there's one thing that I can think about. I mean, there's many, but there's one theory. Everything has a natural resonance. We all know that. Most Absolutely. things need such an incredibly loud noise that it will You're never happen. You're going to try and unlock this door by singing at such a high pitch that you resonate with the frequency of it. And cause it now, I your... have a theory, though. I have a theory. <sighs> if material things can resonate and if music influences the wheat or magic or whatever... From what I've seen from Abathy, theoretically, magic is somewhat structured, as we saw with the time stop. So theoretically, it could have some sort of resonance, and it could You're on the path. weaken it. Uh, right you know, now, it you can see the rules, and I need you to ignore them fully. <laughs> Edward, I have seen... Your words and your songs move hearts and minds. It's not what the is same. stopping you from moving a door? Why is it different? So physics. I don't just, know. just to help Grant not have his mind be broken, <laughs> is there actually something that you guys expect him to be able to do? Or yes. you... really? Yeah, I fully believe in you. The knock spell. I There's I expect no you to to roll up with some Aaron nonsense. <laughs> okay, we're, we're okay. about to get wild in this thing. I expect Look, you to roll up and say, DJ, there is no feasible let's, let's reason why clear. I should be able to do this, except for this vague, <laughs> this vague, cool thing that I think would be neat. 
Please let me roll seven die, and then you'll succeed on every single one. Oh my gosh. This is what I need from you. Let me read knock. It it opens doors. It unlocks a door. It's pretty good at it. It's really good at it. It also alerts everybody. Knock. It does. It does like, do that. It literally makes it like a huge cacophonous feet knocking like, yeah. sound. <sighs> this this you... brings me back, guys, to like the first episode when we're trying to get into, or maybe it wasn't the first episode, but we're trying to get into like the underground. Yeah, and we can't you know what open I mean? the door. We're using like thunder wave and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. You alert all the guards because you guys tried. You cast thunder wave like three times. It's just this massive thunderclap. Yeah, Edward. I'm thinking, Abanthe. I'm trying, but you're telling me not to think. If you need to charm this door, if you need to seduce this door, oh my god, I don't care. I need you to open this door. I need you to find the key within your heart. You gotta believe in the heart of the cards. I'll th- I'll try to come up with something, okay? I'll, I... I'll 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 think so hard. But I look, no one I'm... else can do it. I need to be distracting Clover. No, that it can't has to be, be true. You. It has to be you. Okay, but I'd, like uh. Okay. So here's what I'll do. Like wanting to go do this right now? No, I'm just telling you to be prepared. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll be prepared. I'll rack my brain. I'll I need come you to up with steal something. yourself. Come up yeah, with some plans. I, I won't even I won't even ask you, Aaron. I'll do it all on my own. And That's surprise all I ask. everybody. I just might need a reminder so I don't forget that I have to do this thing. <laughs> I won't. Um, <laughs> okay, Abinthe, look. I've seen crazier things happen, so I'll think it through and do my best shot, okay? I'll practice. It's just a door. It's just Look, a big door, most, big fancy door. There's a lot of my magic that I've just kind of found along the way. Yeah, the from, best from way playing to find and, it. And, and so I'll um, I'll practice, and we'll see if I can come up with something. But I can't... Play the song of yourself, Edward. The song that lies within your soul. And you think that'll open the door? I think that you don't know what you're capable of. Do you hear that? Wait, stop. The sirens? Yes. Hey, the the boys. They found us. I want to seduce you. If you need to pull out a full dance routine oh, Carlos, to get his door up. open, I think he's got it. You gotta open the door. Oh, Can wow. I? One way or another. Uh, what's the current plan? Are we just going to be stuck in this box? No, I thought that we uh, were like, going like, to go to the... We should go to the docks. Right, go to the docks. And see what's there. The check. And then, yeah, we'll think about it on the way. Um, Let's I guess, Akaro, I mean, where do you want to go now? I mean... Yeah, that's a great question, Akaro. Okay? Do we don't have a great group? place to for you guys to gather right now because we don't want you guys all to be in one place because that's extremely no, stupid. I, I, could, I could send you back to Isgard if you wanted. I mean, I get, you know, you would know better the places for you to run and hide if you already know that Zeus Thrym can find you. Theoretically, Sigil is a pretty good place to dodge. That's true. It's very confusing. I have a home here. Oh. 
if Abenthi's situation of a little hidey hole, it's a very common idea here. Does yours also sit beneath a dumpling shop? No. Mine sits beneath the palace. Oh. They don't have nearly as good dumplings I've tried. I think, although I think he probably has, I think his hidey hole is a little bigger than yours then. Mine is comfy. You don't want a shoe that's too large. I'm going to leave now. You have okay. a fantastic day. I'm sorry for the things that I said. They seem to have a very negative effect on you. What's his name? Ab- Abathy, I think he could just start. Lucaro. Ocaro. <laughs> Lucario. Dude, every time I've heard it, I've thought Lucario. I'm not no, even kidding. Ocaro or Casa. Oh my goodness. Every Grant single time I think Lucario. No. Oh, so it's O C A R O. Ocaro. Ocaro. or Casa. Edward gets serious for a moment and says, Ocaro. Oh, oh, Ocasa. Oh, excuse me. It's no off. Anyway. Okaro. Yes, little You've one. all given up a lot for Thank the sake for the sake of defeating Clovar. We're all in this one together. Sticks his hand in the middle. <laughs> yes. This is bonding. <laughs> Catherine slowly puts his hand in. My Okaro places his hand, which covers all of your guys' hands. Oh yeah, big guy. All right, Put it Ed- in there. Edward, what are we doing here? Or what are we shouting? This is your we idea. We'll work together and make it to the end for the greater good on three. One, two, three. Working together. You guys all go to raise your hands, and Okaro doesn't move. So you just like, like slap, all like slap the back of your hand against this meaty fist. You hear a pan, like fall upstairs. Uh, uh, we're all in this together. Good work yes. on that. Great. If you if if you think uh, that we need one. help, help us. And he proceeds to like start crawling through the tiny little ladder yeah. and like hatch up into this. You hear a woman scream as this massive hulking man <laughs> comes oh. out. Oh shoot! <laughs> I probably should have informed her. Okoro, come back down. I, let me go first. I, I'm kind of stuck. I, my hip. Oh, God. They're, this, uh... <laughs> you hear, like, a... And she, like, pivot. pops a plank out to, like, pivot. out. No, to pivot. <laughs> Left. <laughs> Left pivot. <laughs> His other hip pops out. Uh, eventually... Oh, that's uh, not good. Gather, we're gonna need some healing. <laughs> and you guys are left with a broken hole on top of you. Not uh, the first time that's happened. Abinthi, I don't suppose you have the mending cantrip, do you? I do. I, I, <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it, DJ. Oh Dang, zinger. I do have the mending cantrip. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, sorry, Mrs. I forgot her name. I forgot her name, too. Oh, O'Sullivan O'Reilly O'Harris O'Jamie the third. The most Irish name I've ever heard. She's just strangely enough. Scottish. Fair enough. She's also a redhead. No, wait, no, strangely enough, Italian. <laughs> Just like some completely away from everything. Yeah, I'll, I'll mending the thing, and uh, and then I, I assume that we proceed to the dock. Yes. Um, to the docks. You guys begin making your way towards the docks. You you disguise yourselves as you did last yeah. time, so you don't tick off any of the secret police. Yeah. Um, 
Ah, yes, sweetie! <laughs> oh, no! Not this again, please. I forgot about that. Please, not this again. Oh, please oh, choose oh, a different darling, disguise. You always know. You always know what to say. Oh, don't worry, dear. We'll find that boat. Oh, you just it's wait so hot it. outside. Could you Can find make me a nice full glass of lemonade? As Stop. No, we're not doing this again. <laughs> oh, you're a no, tall drink no, of no, water. No, no, I don't no, need any more of that. No, I refuse. Yeah. As you guys begin making your way down to the docks. <laughs> this is our best bit. You quickly notice that there are a lot of people rushing to the docks. Oh, interesting. It seems as there's something going on. As you quick in the base, you guys kind of join in the crowd, wondering what's going on. As you pull in to the docks, you see that there are several ships that are. A blaze. Oh, hi. Uh, and it looks as if they have like elemental fire serpents. Again? Like rushing oh, yeah. all around them. But that's not the most concerning part to you. Oh. oh. How is that not the most concerning? Well, I guess we're about to find out. One of the ships is much larger than the others that are on fire. Oh my gosh, that's so concerning. Clearly an astral hunting ship, which is basically a floating city. You recognize it by the massive depiction across the side. This is the Mist Runner here in Port Early. There are several of the sails that are completely broken off. Most of, and it looks like the ship is kind of like, like bowed in half a little bit. Like it's on the verge of like losing its back half into the void. Oh, geez. It's the, getting several, What was that? It's getting Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do we, we don't see joke about like, the crew? And, do we see like people also on the deck of the ship? in droves rushing off of the ship um, trying to escape as uh, it is also on fire um, with these little serpents coming through. Okay. Uh, That's our ship. That, That's our ship. That is it's falling apart. What are I, we going to do? I, 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 I link arms with everyone. Okay. And I go. just, I teleport us onto the half of the ship that isn't going to fall into the void. <laughs> okay. You find yourself immediately roasting alive as living flames are surrounding you within inches of your bodies. To clarify, I wouldn't actively put us in a you fire. Have no way of knowing where there's active flames. Well, the thing is, though, I can only teleport to where I see since I had never been to the Mist Runner before. The whole thing looks like it's on fire. Okay, okay, Just then I won't do that. I'll put us right. I'll put us near the ship. Then I'm sorry. Absolutely. I thought that th- like I thought it was like beginning to go up in blaze up in a blaze, but like, there were still no, 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 spots the whole, on the, the ship whole that thing were was on fire. okay. I, yeah, you teleport is... into the drove of people. Uh, you teleport and you immediately start to get not to like continue to like crush your dreams through, but you teleport in like as close as you can get. Right. If you get any closer, you're gonna get ran over by the stampede of people. Okay. I, uh, that's I fine. I hold up a sign that's that says Marcus Steele on it. 
You held that. You made that so quick. I was holding the whole time. I've had it the whole time, buddy. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I want to tell the others. Uh, stay here. I'm gonna try and s make sure everyone gets out. And I'm gonna like. It. I'm kind of gonna muscle my way through the crowd <laughs> and try and make sure that nobody is stuck somewhere. Just make an athletic check. Yes. Do I have any spells that could help with the ship situation? That water. Mm. I, I have big chain water. lightning. Big water. Big water. Big I, I water is always watching you. Summon boat. No. That's a twelve I can, I can, DM. Okay. Um, you are making you are making your way through the stampede of people, but you are it's slow progress. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're you are shoulder checking everybody you can, and you're a big boy, so people are kind of getting out of your way. But also, like the people that run these ships, they're massive sailors. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're sailors too. too. Yeah, for sure. And so you're just like fighting your way as fast as you can. Um, thankfully, you notice that uh, as you're kind of making your way through, you're the that's beginning to thin out as there's less and less people coming off the ship right. to the point where like you start asking and you realize that just about everybody who's survived the attack is off the ship. Okay. And do I get a sense as to what happened? Um, if you ask. Like if I, yeah, I, I, would, I would ask, yeah. yeah. Let's just, uh, what's happened here? How, how did this happen? Oh, sorry, my nose just suddenly, like, ooh. I felt like I needed to sneeze, and then I never did, and then, like, my mustache started, like, itching the inside of my nose. That was a really weird set of sensations. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, Aaron knows what's up. Um, you you grab one of the random sailors, wide-eyed, fearful, um, looking about. You ask him what happened. We were We were attacked. Uh, in the in the Destral Sea, um, not by a dreadnought, but by by um, a group of of mages. Uh, and Thanks every time they could summon the elementals. Did uh, these did, are the, the remnants of their their, their servants that I'm they looking, wanted? To... I'm looking for a man named Marcus Steele. Was he taken by these people? Do you know? I haven't seen him. Uh, I, they might have been looking. They were looking for several people. I think he was one of them. If he's not here, then they must have taken him. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'll I'll keep kind of pushing forward just to just to check with my own eyes to make sure that mm -hmm. nobody is, um, you know, trying to escape and can't. Yeah, you uh, go ahead. Yeah, you, you can you can see the boat pretty well at this point. You you kind of shoved your way to the front. You can see that the that it's pretty much empty. Um, you you pretty do your much empty, like well not it's empty of people, uh, okay, living people. You're pretty confident <laughs> that there's nobody left on the ship who should be off of it. Um, oh, you know, nobody alive left on the ship. I'm trying to get away with not saying that, but yes, that is the general gist. Obviously, okay. there's several. <laughs> They're so dead. Okay. Yes. Just uh, so yeah. about to sink. I. After, so see, after seeing that, I'll make my way back to the others. Abanthias cast watery spear, and anyone who's slightly like still on fire, he just he's still holding <laughs> up a sign. Just... Um, Katha, did you find a wood? No, it seems the Anathema was here. God dang it! And Blast it all! They definitely were looking for Marcus, and likely succeeded in capturing him. But he was supposed we to be here too late. There's nothing we could really do. 
Well, now what? Well, that's a fantastic question. Perhaps a question for uh, the next episode. (laughs) And with that, we are going to go ahead and end tonight's episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Tonight, this was a really fun episode for us. Um, We're really glad that we could share this with you guys. Um, We sorry that we couldn't uh, do this live again. I'm I. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come on, DJ. Jeez. Well, so I now love we're... you so much, chat. I just wish I could give you hugs. <laughs> All the little hearts, exactly. Sorry, I work in retail, and like once a year, we have to take a whole inventory of the entire store. I and feel that. So I will be, uh, I will be working from noon to nine tomorrow, which is basically, uh, to put it in perspective, our stream normally runs from five to nine, so. Definitely can't make that work. Um, and it's the one day a year where I'm not scheduled on Monday, so. Should just get a GGs. GoPro. <laughs> Stream the inventory. Yeah, a go- a GoPro right. just pointed you at your face. You are DMing while you're doing your yeah. job. Yeah, guys, so we need you to roll initiative. <laughs> yeah, you just keep track of everything like in his head, just all the numbers That's and right. everything. Absolutely. I am that smart. I can do that. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We love you guys so, so much. And we're so thankful that you've spent so much time with us over the last few years. Um, and we're excited to be able to round out this story, even though there's still several episodes to go. But we are excited to be entering the end of this campaign and to be able to share this with you guys. Um, so thank you for sticking around. Thank you for being here with us. We really appreciate that. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, losers, now you're going to go do something else with your lives. Uh, come back on Thursdays for Table Scraps. Uh, as <laughs> Thank you. As uh, Aaron's going to talk about this episode, it'll be real great. It'll, it'll be real great, real rad. Um, and yeah, is there anything else that we want to say, guys? Oh, uh, I can't yes. think of anything off the top of my head for me. All right. Yes. <clears throat> I do have something to say. Okay, you're the floor is yours. Good luck and Godspeed. We'll see you next time, Dungeoneers. It's been stolen! <laughs>